Imagine if mm-hmm. they would have fucked up the audio for Hove. Oh my God. Just imagine. Just imagine if they would have <laughs> did that. Like, what would lie. you have done if they deleted the infamous Jay Z episode? I, I, can't, I can't even imagine that. Right? No, no, no. Okay, no, no, he no, doesn't no. even want to go there. Wow. He looked at him. He's like, no, I'm not answering that. He don't that. even want to talk about it. <laughs> he don't even want to talk that. about it. Damn, Unbelievable. Son. All right, well, man, listen, right. man. Welcome back to the Need to Know podcast. What you need to know, when you need to know, on the Need to Know podcast. Today we have a who you need to know, but we're not going to get to this individual just yet. Got to intro my fine people. Say, Vaughn, what up, brother? What's going on, gang? What we, we in doing? the building. It's the Need to Know podcast. Thank y'all for pulling up, too, by the way. Thank you. Like, we, we, we've had a lot of momentum. A lot of people have been hitting us, yeah. DMing, all that shit. So mm-hmm. I appreciate all the new people, the old people. We in the building. Uh, I go by the name Savon, and we are joined by the one and only... Hello, guys. I go by the name Regina. We have a very special episode here for you guys. Thank you to all the new subscribers, and we have a treat for you today. <laughs> and lastly, yo, it's your boy A, a.k.a. the Paco Rabone Poppy, never alone, always with the posse. And today, we have a who you need to know. Hmm. But uh, I ain't going to intro your name just yet. You want me to teach you how to draw? I'm good money. I I'm feel good. like no introduction is needed because just by the laugh, they probably know who that Damn. was. Of course Damn. they know. Damn. Of course they everything about this nigga's legendary. I ain't gonna lie. From the laugh <laughs> to the birthday, <laughs> I ain't gonna, the waist size is even legendary. Say, you you swing, hold the waist size. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, That's an inside, inside joke. That's a little inside no, joke. It's not inside. It's outside. <laughs> Inside, but outside. We, we have a legend. <laughs> yeah, um, I really, really, really I wanna say this is Mr. If you know, you know. Sure. And what I mean by that, if you know, you definitely know. Yeah, I feel like I epitomize the need to know, right? You, I, I'm not mad at that. Say I some more. You, the need get, to know. Get, get your shit off. Say kid. some more about this that. This is our pinnacle. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I epitomize the need to know. Because it's more insider. It's like, you may not know, if you don't, but you need to know. So. For sure. For sure. That's love. To speak to what you guys have built. That's and if love. y'all don't know, I'm sure y'all already know. It's the legend, the one and only YN, Spicy, Big Ellie, <laughs> Elliot Wilson in the <laughs> building. What's going on, yeah. my guy? Yeah. 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 Clap it up, clap it up. Big Ellie. Yo, Potters, what's up? What's up? Thank you so much for joining us. us. I just want to set the tone for how the mood is right now. This man, he's a legend. You know, we big him up all the time. He's a celebrity. He's a. Yo, be talking shit about me though too. No, no, no. Oh yeah, for sure. No, no, no. Not for sure. That's why I'm here. No, no, no. I be talking shit sometimes. Oh, really, really? But that's my man. Just you know, we were ready to you know be hospitable, but this man literally, his stature. He walks in, he lets himself in. He goes, "Yo, where's my drink at?" And he sits and he makes himself comfortable. And so we're gonna have an amazing episode. Absolutely. I ain't gonna lie, you loose today too, man. New York Thanks. got you loose. What's up, man? <laughs> I'm a New Yorker, my core, baby. I'm this is who I am. So why you went to Cali, man? What's up with that? Wife's from Cali. It was time to settle down, get the family roots together. It's, it's mm. what it is, you know. Yeah, but you bored out there, right? Nah, I'm a legend. I'm good. I'm everywhere. <laughs> He's I'm everywhere. I'm good. Everywhere. I also live in California where I can walk. I'm not a driver as you as you as you uh <laughs> tapped in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not have a driver's license. I'm 52 years old. I'm oh. Uber King. And Uber I walk King. these streets. I walk from Venice, Santa Monica. Like that's tough. You know, I get my I get my steps in. You get your miles. <laughs> I get my steps. I gotta, in. I gotta see his Apple Watch. I was just in your hood not too long ago. I actually walked from Santa Monica to Venice on some drugs. There you shit. go. I, I legit I have did no it. Idea what that I was is. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a nice walk. Yeah. I got my steps in. Yeah. <laughs> Very reflective, right? So if you so me, I was walking towards something. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Okay. I was reflecting. I'm like, this is where I want to be. This is where I, I need to go. No, it's no metaphor. At all. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. When Elliot is walking that up. same walk all the time. It's about this is what I've done. This Meditation. is what I'm going to continue to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that walk is just therapeutic, and you can see it in a different way. Yeah. I feel like I'm a New Yorker wherever I live. It's like I was telling you earlier. It's like I don't. Mm-hmm. People don't even accept that I don't live in New York because I feel like I'm. I'm. I'm actually humbled that people view me as such a New Yorker. 
I feel like that's my spirit. Like that's its mm-hmm. own national. I yeah. feel like being a New Yorker is like its own nationality, right? Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. Wherever that's you drop fun. me on a on a planet, whether yeah. I'm in Omaha, Nebraska, motherfucking London, I'm a New Yorker. That's my core. So it's your persona. I don't. That doesn't change. Like I'm not. I'm not a Californian. I could live in California <laughs> for the next yeah. forty years of my yeah. life, but. Yeah. I'm still a New Yorker. Was it a hard decision to make that move? That's a big decision all the way in the West Coast. Well, we did it before the whole pandemic and it was just, it seemed like the right thing, this quality of life, you know? It's like, it felt right, you know, because my wife is from Cali, like I said. Oh, okay, okay. So, I'm with it. And like, the great thing now is like, where out of this pandemic, I could travel again. Like, I like Mm -hmm. to be on the move. Like, I like to go get the story. So, I could come out here in New York and get content, come back home. Like, I love it. Like, the balance of both. He's bi-coastal with it, you know? I think (laughs) what it is about your identity with New York is because people, you're synonymous with hip-hop. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. hip-hop is synonymous with New York. York. People hate that. It is. People do hate it. (laughs) I realize for real. They do. They can't hate it, though, because it's just a fact. Like, it's literally a fact. We started it. It's not debatable. But you know what, though? The 50 years of hip-hop is making me realize how many people don't like that. No funny hmm. shit. You can tell like where it's like, all right, cool. Because a lot of the hip-hop celebrations are based in New York. A lot of the elder statesmen that started hip-hop are from New York. Well, a lot of modern-day hip-hop right. isn't relying on that theory, right? Like mm-hmm. we say the outcast says South got something to say and really mm-hmm. have to kind of, let's say, 05. Because I was at Double XL, right? So you got to imagine 50 Cent comes in, he changes the game, he's the biggest thing. And I always say, I said it with academics thing, like... We never had a guy that was the biggest underground, the biggest mainstream at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. It was unprecedented. Mm-hmm. So once the G-Unit thing kind of declined in like 05, 06, Lil John, all that Atlanta shit popped mm-hmm. up. And it was just like New York lost their like hold of the culture mm-hmm. where it went more Southern. Right. And since then, it's been a balance of that where <laughs> New York doesn't have the stranglehold in culture. So mm-hmm. that's probably why, how people view hip hop. It's like, yo, the South has something to say at a certain point. Like... They've been the most consistent with like the hit records yeah. and the energy mm-hmm. throughout that run from like 05 to now. Right. Mm-hmm. And you want to now? Yeah. You think so now as well? Um, yeah, fuck you mean by gonna even. Like while well, the country was the gonna, the yeah, fuck you mean true. record is like the, the big record. record. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's the summer anthem or not, I don't know, because you know, he's in controversy, so everybody's wanna fully embrace it. But <laughs> yeah. you know, I think he still made the best album to me ooh, ooh. this year. This year. This year, Gunna made the best I album. I did see you tweeted that, yeah. Yeah, and I stand by, I still feel that way. After hearing Travis and all that shit, yeah, and no disrespect, but I feel like Gunna's still got mm-hmm. the best album. And like, yeah, fuck you mean, I think it's still like that, you know, top type club banger record of like, that's mm-hmm. a hit, you mm-hmm. know? And I love Bread and Butter. I thought Bread and Butter is actually the better single to me in terms of mm-hmm. quality, but like, it's not a radio record. It's yeah, more yeah, like yeah, he's that. telling his testimony. Mm-hmm. So, and don't be mad at me because the snitches make slaps. Like, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't oh in the studio. Like, yo, I wasn't in the studio with you niggas. Y'all niggas all got the same twenty four hours. <laughs> his shit ringing off. I understand that shit. No funny shit. So listen, like a lot of people know you as rap radar Elliot Wilson. Okay. A lot of people know you as uh, the serious journalist, double XL, of course, as you mentioned. But I ain't gonna lie. Recently, we've been getting spicy, Elliot. That's what your, your joke, no, no, joke no, no. gave me that, nah. right? The spicy no, joke? I, nah. I will How say, does that sound hot? Like spicy doesn't sound... No, no, no I, will, I will say that, you know, recently <laughs> people, you know, whatever has been in the news, people have said like, oh my gosh, what's up with Ellie? Oh my God, why is he being so yeah. spicy? But for the ones that know... You guys, he has always been like this. You guys yeah. always talking shit, know. sending letters, sending disses, saying what's yeah, my on your guy mind. Trav was He's always been like this. My guy Trav, who produces a lot of what I'm doing with the Ellie Wilson experience, he was saying like, yo, 
I was like, why is everybody whatever? He's like, yo, you've been nice for like 10 years. Like, you have. Like, yeah. Like, 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 they don't know the other side of you. Like, you've been yeah. nice for like, you've been the executive thing, your title, you're so mm -hmm. chill. Right. You're cool with Jay-Z. You're so accomplished. Like, no one gets to hear how you really feel about things. So at a certain point, I was just like, yo, I got to remind people like, what I this is what I view things and what mm -hmm. I want to yeah. say. And like, I started expressing it. And it's so crazy whenever I do it now, it's just like fucking headline news. Like, yeah. if I say something about... <laughs> I don't like the girl with Drake, and Drake goes crazy. I say this about the white party, Puffy goes crazy. I say this mm -hmm. about Charlemagne, he goes crazy. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, so it just speaks nah. to that I do have that power and influence yeah. that what I say I'll matters, say but I almost had to like reconnect to that in my own mind about oh, what yeah. it means in 2023 on social media to say how I feel about something or in mm -hmm. an interview to say how I feel about something because it does impact people. Do you I feel like that's hurt you? Um, you know, like as you've been in this space? Do you feel like it's hurt you that you haven't shown that personality? Because you've been tied to brands, right? Yeah. So when I got yep. introduced to you, it was during like the early ages of black podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. Combat Jack, uh, Tax Stone, it was Rap Radar, the Joe Budden podcast, the first iteration of it though, you know what I'm saying? Yes, so sir. I got introduced to you, but you were tied to the Rap Radar brand and title. Yep. Everybody else kind of was floating on their own kind of entity. Yeah. But B-Dot and Elliot Wilson, we knew it was the whole affiliation. Then you did Crown. You've always been tied to a brand. Do you feel yep. like it's hurt you that you haven't really stepped out into like your personality? Because I didn't know you were spicy. I didn't know you had that. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I knew it because... Right? But like Red I, I said, like know. part of the XXL era was that. I don't I don't know if it's hurt me. It's just, it's just actually, I don't know, Savon, like I guess it's hurt me technically, but I don't feel that way. I don't feel like I lost a step. I feel like... Those were the right things for me to do at that time. Got it. And now I feel like for now it's about, like I said, with with act also like that's so sort of like self branding. I feel like at a certain point it's like when I look at the landscape, people believe in like personal brands more yep. than the bigger mm -hmm. affiliation. Like you know, Joe Budden is this or mm -hmm. Gillian Wallow or like so that's how I view it. Like so let them let them know who Elliot Wilson is for and sure. what does it mean now in twenty twenty three. To be Elliot Wilson, mm -hmm. you know? So and I think it's on time. Like, I don't regret it, like, at the time. I yeah. feel like that was the right thing for me at that time. But now I feel this is the right thing for me of, like, building this new legacy of me at the forefront and me as the brand right. presenting myself to people. Yeah, And not for nothing. I feel like, you know, with social media now, we're able to see when you feel a way about something or when you react, right? Mm -hmm. In the blog era or when you were just writing articles... It's kind of hard for the rest of the world to kind of see, okay, nah, he, he got some beef going on with so-and-so, even if people knew about it, right? It's like a Stephen A. Smith, right? Yeah. He goes on first take or all 10 shows he's on on ESPN, right? <laughs> they work him. They, they, the they hardest, can't let him go. I they think can't. he might be the hardest working man in all this shit. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> right? My brother from Queens, though. He's Queens, too. Oh, yeah, so. y'all Queens. Y'all got to find out if y'all born in the same month. We'll get to that later. Uh -huh. But he, he has to deal with six six foot nine, maybe seven foot players, right? It's kind of different for you in the rap space. You was kind of dealing with street crews oh, that, yeah. Was, oh, yeah. that were kind of doing things and kind of known for certain <laughs> shit. So, and he would say yeah. exactly what's on his mind all Absolute, the time. So. How did you navigate that? Like, <laughs> how, <laughs> like, how to survive and get, to get yeah, looked up? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you are held accountable what you say. And like you say, you're mm -hmm. dealing with real people. So I don't know. I think as a journalist, I learned early on and Reg could attest to this, like whatever you write, you have to stand on it, yeah. right? Because... Because the second you backtrack, it's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. You got to. So being a journalist to me is that you have to stand on what you say and what you write, mm -hmm. right? Or whatever way, whatever way you write it, whether it's through an article or through social mm -hmm. media. So 
You got to stand by that. You yeah. got to do what comes with that. And I think that anyhow, nah, like I've dealt with all. Yeah, I've dealt with all that. Some I've dealt of them with niggas have guns. Oh, and yo, of course, <laughs> I dealt office. with people. Like I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a punk. I'm a real dude. But I'm not. My also there wasn't never trying to be. The other side of like, okay, let me get mm-hmm. my dudes for my projects to right. hold me down, and yeah. they're in the office, and, yeah. and the gat is in the desk drawer. Oh my like, goodness. I'm not, I'm not that cat either. So yeah. I don't want to okay. be that. So I just try to be real with it. Like, oh, I'm held accountable. I'm a stand up dude, mm-hmm. and just carry myself that way. Like I wasn't trying to be something I wasn't. So I think the yeah. fact that I never try to like get pulled either way. Is what was my key to longevity and survival that I didn't try to be nothing that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I feel like this iteration or this phase or this moment of Elliot Wilson is really authentic. It doesn't come off like you're trying hard. I appreciate that. But to some people, people think it is. I no, I, I was yeah, gonna yeah, say yeah, yeah. to people who may not be familiar, but because I'll be honest, I've been watching you for a very long time. I think academics mentioned it on his pod. He's been a student of this game. Yep. You gotta pull from the greats. You yep. know what I'm saying? When you're trying Absolutely. to build something, you got to look at Charlemagne, Joe, Elliot. Y'all all bring something different to the table, but y'all are all doing it at the highest level. Yes, you get sir. what I'm saying? So for you, we just never had the opportunity to see this side. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's new to us. Yep. It may be old to you, but it's new to us. And that's why and it's at the a little top disruptive, of, I guess. It is. It is <laughs> because sure. you know sure. what we expect when we see Ellie Wilson? <laughs> we expect that laugh, yeah, right? Yeah. We expect one of the top tier artists, actors, whoever a good it is. Interview. We don't expect opinions. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so to see your opinion is new and it's refreshing and it's fun. Like, I think we kind of needed that inserted into the game to kind of like, let us know. This is Elliot Wilson. This is YN. Yeah. I didn't even know what YN stood for for a very long time. Again, yeah, low N word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, didn't know. I thought I'm it like, meant Yo, young nigga. Why but did it's funny. I, like, I tried to trace like when did that really start? And I went, I went back one because the edit- so basically the whole thing came from the editorials with Double XL. Oh, it was when you were doing uh, you were like rapping, right? Wasn't it that when you're writing your raps and like the? Well, letters? yeah, I started using lyrics to tell my story, but in the beginning, <laughs> like, so I do this magazine Double XL. And I'm like, you, you, might have, you have to it. write an editor's letter, right? That's the biggest thing you say where you just like talk to the readers of like, hey, this is this issue. How mm-hmm. do you feel? Here's what you're about to see, blah, blah. And I was just like, I was uncomfortable back then with the spotlight. I was all mm-hmm. behind the mm-hmm. scenes. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? Like, I don't feel yeah. it feel genuine or authentic of like whatever. At a certain point, I was just like, yo, I'm just going to tell my truth of like mm-hmm. how I feel, whatever it is. Like, okay, here's a guy who... Um, Quit the source under like tense circumstances, and <laughs> yeah. that was his dream job. Mm-hmm. So he's mad at these niggas, and it's just like <laughs> fuck them. And like he wants to build this thing, and he thinks it could be bigger than them, even though nobody thinks he, he nobody agrees that he can do it. Yeah. So I started just being real about how I felt about things and putting it in there. And then the other thing was at the time. XXL was owned by white folks and they was the thing right. it was like all about like black publications you're not owned by black people mm-hmm. so I was like I don't care if like white people run my shit mm-hmm. I have a tremendous amount of creative control about what I'm putting out to the public yeah. and I'm a nigga I'm yellow nigga I run this shit I'm, I'm <laughs> light skinned I run my shit so I wrote yellow nigga in one of the things and then people started that's where YN or something and then people started really calling me YN it's like give yourself a nickname. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. then that became the whole persona of the editorials of like Wyan wow. is that side of him like he's just talking his shit. Mm. Here's what you're about to read and like this is why this issue's better than anything out there and like and that that started to grow from that. Mm. That's sort of like envy when hit with the beige rage. You got you yeah. Got, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Now I'm seeing a, a correlation. The beige rage. I'm seeing exactly. a, I'm seeing a correlation. <laughs> Shout out envy. Nah, yeah. A version of beige rage. Exactly. It's so Man. crazy because. 
uh, me being a journalist, you know, I've like listened to your story and you've talked at length of like every transition that you've had to go through. So with Ego Trip, with the zine era, with the yeah, blog era and that absolutely. coming to a close, you dominating the magazine scene and then you swiftly making that pivot into title streaming. And now do you feel like this is kind of a transition phase or not because absolutely it's 100 yeah, transition it's, it's phase you, sorry, and I don't have it all figured out that's the thing okay. too it's like right. that's why we, when people reject this shit on me of like oh you shouldn't do this you should like nobody's been in my level of what I've done and been at this age and like it's still no, going still going there's no blueprint for me to follow I'm mm -hmm. building my own blueprint that's yeah. crazy yeah and maybe I might stumble around I might stumble and make a wrong move, but I'm willing to do that in front of y'all and 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 build with it. So mm -hmm. that was part of even doing that whole Elliot Wilson experience thing at Patreon. It's just like they reached out. Like obviously I know from Joe oh, Budden, like okay. the creatives and how they empower creatives. And it was like, yo, yeah. you know, they they partnered with me and like they believed in what I'm trying to do. And I'm just like, yo, let me try to pursue this side of it mm -hmm. and like have an outlet for me to get my own content. At the yeah. same time, I don't have it all figured out. But at the same mm -hmm. time, I feel like it's time for me to like try different things and to grow because I still love the culture and I still want to document it. So, you know, I, I hate when they try to project their vision of me of like, oh, he's a legend, so he should move this way or right. he should be like, I we feel know like I want, to, I want to still compete. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't care yeah, that yeah, my jersey's yeah. in the rafters. My jersey is in the rafters. I think but it's... I still want to compete. I still want to be out in the court. Mm -hmm. I still feel like I could play. I'm not whack. Mm -hmm. I do dope shit. Uh, Tyler Creator interview is one of the best of the year. NBA Young Boy, like I create great I like content, mm -hmm. you know. So I have more to contribute. I think the fact that you just said before, like a few minutes ago, when you tweet out your opinions, everybody goes crazy. I think that really does show that people really care about what you have to say. So clearly, yeah. they're going to be tapped in. For and for a long chapter. time, I didn't do that because I always used to joke and say, "Well, I'd be like, yo." I don't do it because it's like that's a that's a six figure job. Like yeah, yeah. that's Stephen A. Smith. Like mm -hmm. you ain't paying me for that. So why do you, people always hit me on social media before that? Be like, well, Elliot, why don't you say how you feel? Because nigga, that's a, that's a that's a check. Yeah. Like yeah. why am I giving right. it to you for free? That's a whole other revenue stream mm -hmm. to me. But have like, you realized that it's it shifted yeah. a little bit? Like huh? so, Draymond Green, he mm -hmm. has this thing where he says, "Old media versus new media." Yep. Right, yep. and I think it's the approach. I think it's the people. I think it's the content. I think it's the distribution. I think old media versus new media is so much more than just age. You get what I'm right. saying? Absolutely. Right. Um, so, do you feel like, all right, we're here? I may have been in this era. I want to compete in the current era. Yep. How do I bring that together? How do I bridge that together? I think I show it by saying Ellie Wilson experiences, like walking my shoes, like. I'm not this kid on the internet that's like just getting this shit off. Like, <laughs> I walk in a room, I'm, I'm, I'm impacting that room. Mm -hmm. I have relationships. I have, the, if I go to Cali's golf tournament, if I go to Rick Ross's pool party, if I go mm -hmm. to fucking, you know, T.I.'s house and sit with him, like, let's see how it is when Elliot actually walks in a room and how people treat, and I'll see how fans and people treat me when I walk in a room. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like I'm this person that's just built off the internet and I have a whole identity. It's like, I'm a real person, I have real relationships. I demand respect. I move a certain way in the room. I'm not a, I'm not like this punk. Like, I'm out here outside, outside. No, if you see outside. me, this is what it is. Yeah, so it's nah, like, yeah. let's show that. Talk up like, on that. Let's yeah, show yeah. that. Like, let's yeah. show that, like, I'm that. I've dealt with the fires. I've dealt with threats. I've dealt with all that shit, like, mm -hmm. for three decades. Right. Like, so this isn't new to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what it is. Yeah. See, when you, you come got beef as, with Drake. Yeah. Like, nigga, what? Like, I've been you in got, You guys decades, had a previous beef years ago at OVO Fest, right? Reggie, no. I do my research. Oh, yeah, now I remember okay, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, we, we, don't have to go, we don't have to tap into it, but if you know, you know. 
We ain't, we ain't got to get into Drake yet. We will get there. <laughs> I mean, no, legit. We will get You're there. You're not off the hook yet, Ali. But I want, I want to focus on yeah. uh, your Patreon real quick. Yeah. Your Patreon. So I watched a lot of your content, consumed a ton of your content from Crown to Rap Radar. Now you have Patreon. What is the difference between the three of those shows? Because it's you sitting down with prominent people in the yep. culture, asking shit that we probably will never get an opportunity to ask, yep. sitting with people we'll probably never get a, You know what I'm saying? So yeah. what's the difference? Because well, it like just seems like you go from a stage to somebody's house to maybe a studio yeah. like what's the difference i think that ellie wilson experience is about kind of a loose concept of like one camera person it's like you don't know what i'm gonna do like i, I was very oh. deliberate about like i'm not introing into the camera i'm not outroing to the camera it's more oh. like you're like the fly on the wall of like this is actually closest to my real life as you can see like i roll up with michael bivens in harlem and he's talking about his, his documentary he's putting out yeah and that's our conversation so you, you be flying the wall type of vibe where it's like even with, like when I was doing car tests, it was like, hey, it's Elliot Wilson, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And there's the outro. It's like, so I want Elliot to feel like organically, like you're just tapped into like representation of what my real life could be. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, Rap Radar that. got to the point where Rap Radar is like so big, shout out to B-Dot. Mm -hmm. We're like the ultimate interview, right? So it's like, it's very standardized. It's like Elliot's here, B-Dot's here, the big guest is in the middle. We just do a quick intro. Mm -hmm. It's really an interview show. It's not a traditional podcast. Yeah. yeah. So... We set a certain standard with that, but this is that my, my outlet for me by myself to kind of like explore things and like reflect my actual lifestyle of mm -hmm. who I am, my connections. Okay. I wish you would have said that on the rollout because mm -hmm. I missed that. Okay, I didn't know. As somebody okay. who follows your content, I'm like, all right, it's Elliot. He's about to go interview some more people. You thought <laughs> it was going to be right right on the right 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 Who can't Elliot interview? I'm like, all right, Everybody in the world. Now you're just gonna do it in their home. Yeah. Like, what's the difference? So I'm but glad you kind of isn't it crazy that mm -hmm. there's such value in like interviews at a point where the biggest stars don't want to do interviews? Mm -hmm. So, has that raised the value of it? I guess I'm asking Absolutely. you guys. Like, it's so crazy it of like how we're so driven by we want to see these great conversations, want to see mm -hmm. the interviews with people. Like, yeah. when the biggest stars feel like I don't have to do that to yeah, sell yeah. my record. Right. So I'm not doing it, or I'm doing this one outlet. I'm choosing this, or I, if I'm Tyler, I'm choosing Rap Radar. Yeah. If I'm Dirk, I'm choosing Academics. Cause I promised him. Right. Or maybe I do Joe Budden, or maybe I do Drink Champs. Like I choose one thing if I do anything, yeah. and most don't. Like you don't expect Travis Scott to sell half a million records and then do an interview. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He did the whole Charlemagne with the Astro World tragedy, but like you don't expect him to be like he has to do an interview, part of his album coming out and selling half a million copies. Like yeah. it's just like. It's crazy in this world how it yeah. is, but the audience still is insatiable and they want great interviews and content. Mm -hmm. I think it's a weird to, time where to answer your question, I think it has raised the value of an interview because it's just quality over quantity because I do believe that Drake, you know, him doing Bobby and the Lil Yachty interview, that was just him being silly. He just wanted to do content. But yeah. when he really has something to say, maybe in a year or two, I really do believe he will go to you again. So, I don't when, think so. when he really <laughs> So stop. Why? That was my man. I got to keep it 100. I was trying to have a nice moment. I think it's over. I think, I think, think Drake, when I'm he's looking for go. a real interview, I really do believe when he has something to say, he will go to a real journalist and that will be like But do you think that Rap interview. Radar is like his definitive interview? Right? I, I think that's the one that, that we all one. identify as I didn't ask you feel me? I just want to say yeah. one thing for the record. I did not ask him for another interview. Part oh, of that, that's, that's what Streets was saying. Like, I don't I do not know how to top what we did. So what? I don't even know how to yeah. ask him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit is a certain Yeah. Like I think like sequels don't work. Yeah. Like Godfather 2 is the last great sequel. 
most sequels suck. Like, like how do you, how do you <laughs> top for Rush what Hour. it was? Like, yeah. <laughs> Rush Hour 2? You got that? <laughs> That's Rush the best Hour sequel. 2 Godfather yeah, 2? Yeah, you did kind of go crazy. You <laughs> the know the only ones, though. And, and yeah, Elliot's I don't know, I don't know how two. to top what we did there. Yeah. So I don't even know that. Like I was saying, but like, I just saw the thing with the, the girl and I was just like, this is like, I had a real reaction when I said that. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't think of the ramifications. I just yeah. was really like. <laughs> you just mm. tweeted your feelings. I just though. tweeted my feelings. Yeah. Where now, I'm at a point now where I could do that. I'm not executive yeah. anymore. I can just do whatever the fuck I say. Like, mm-hmm. But I, like, I didn't even realize the ramifications of that. And then now in this era, what it means to be for the Drake or whoever. Like the image of that, right? So yeah. then you have all these young video content creators. And they're creating their own content <laughs> based off your conflict. And they take a picture of you, a picture of Drake, and yeah. a picture of... Oh, we're going to do that with this Save episode. Yeah. We're going to do that right here. And it's like, and it's right like here. more from running. And it's just like, yo, yeah. dog, who are you? Like, yeah. to comment on, on my shit. Yeah. this but shit. But people think, care I do about think, opinions. Yeah, yeah, now they do, though. I do think uh, interviews are a big deal now because yeah. um, the rollouts now are very much TikTok, Go pay this person. Go promo over here. Go promo yeah. over there. Whereas the interview is where it's like, okay, sure, we can remove parts of that they don't want included, but you still get to hear the actual personality. Yeah. And You're, fans want that, yeah. right? Fans, if yeah. you love an artist, you actually want them to have a, a definitive great interview mm-hmm. yeah. that represents you do. them, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what gets lost. So I say that to Kendrick or J. Cole, like, I don't think they've done that. At least I've done that mm. with Drake. Mm. Like, I challenge a Kendrick you, or you J. Cole. You send no shots at them? I don't know. What is about that a the... shot? Uh, no. no. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just... But they don't have that. And no. I think that's, there's I value know. to that. I yeah. think the interviews that J. Cole has done with Angie Martinez, I really do think that They're shows... close to that. You're right. You don't, yep. you don't think that's the one though? Because as a really big J. Cole fan, I watched that and I love that interview. You don't think that's like that definitive No, it is. It, honestly, he did a great one combat too. Combat okay, Jack yes, shot. Yeah. Combat Jack. Right. Rest in peace of combat. Right. And that wasn't fully on video. But you're right. Okay. Cole's done that. Not only Kendrick's done it even close, but... Yeah. I'll give that to uh, with Cole, and I feel exactly. like the the youth really talks about what they see, right? Granted, there's a there's a demo of people that watch the uh, the Angie interviews, your interviews, right? Yep. But I also feel like there's a certain demo there that necessarily maybe isn't reposting <laughs> about or tweeting about it as much, so it kind of like looks a little bit different. I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. as a journalist, right? Do you feel like you should speak for others? Or you're supposed to have your own opinion? Because I'm going to be honest with you, I've always been a little bit confused as that. Because sometimes when you read articles and write-ups, you don't know if someone is supposed to be trying to speak for a group of people or maybe just what they think. And if so, have you ever kind of felt, you know, isolated I by think your personality? Like, you know, people say, they're like, yo, when you ask yeah. that question, you didn't challenge him. You didn't challenge him mm-hmm. on this shit. Like, no, I don't. Like, he, that's what that person's opinion is. Whether I disagree or not, it's like, I think you kind of have to play to your subject, right? I think there's a way to, like, challenge people but at the end of the day it's like you're trying to capture what they stand for you're not trying to necessarily correct them mm. let's say my man is dead ass wrong how I feel about it but like I'm not here to make you understand why you're wrong I'm here to like provide the platform for you to, to, for you to tell your truth right. Okay. that's yeah. my job my yeah. job is to deliver your truth to the world so yes I may not stand by what homeboy said or homegirl said at that point but my point is like you know Elliot didn't challenge the person blah blah tell him why he's wrong mm. no he's living in his what I think is wrong and you think is wrong, but that's what that person is. So I think our job is to like create the platform to tell their truth. Like I'm not exactly. here to make you exactly. appealable to the people, right? So when you say tell your truth, right? So we had a debate on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alex, he's on the side of the youth. He's like, kill the traditional interview. No, I didn't. What'd you say? <laughs> he didn't ask it. I said, because me and Alex were low key yeah, yeah. more on the same page, but. So help me out. Okay. So, no, no, I got you. So, because shouts to Drake. I do know Drake is near 40. You feel what I'm saying? So for me, <laughs> is he? 
He still looked 25 at this point, right? <laughs> but to me, it kind of looked like just taking a step back. The types of platforms he's trying to hit and the markets he's trying to hit, I don't think it's necessarily him not trying to show love to our culture, etc. or more so like realizing like, Yo, the kids born in 2010 is getting a little see, older. Yeah. They're going to watch the Bobby yeah. interview. That's why he said to me that you've took over, big dog. Right. It's like, he's oh. adapting and I'm not. And, mm. that's, what he's, that's the jab he but gave not, me. But now you was yeah. 10 toes doing Rolling Loud interviews. <laughs> yes. You was adapting. Shout nah, out to Yes yeah, Jules. Yeah, you was adapting. And honestly, shout yes, Jules, man. I didn't think that was a big deal. If, if the world and Drake didn't tell me that was a big deal, Elliot, I would have thought nothing of it. I'm okay. going to be honest with you. Well, I thought I, I said ta- the guy Tarek who runs Rolling Loud. He said, I think, because of the Tyler the Creator interview and the impact we had on that. He was like, "Yo, I want to bring you, Big Dog, to the shit. Like, I want to take it to another level." So that's what I was brought in to do. And Got it's you. like, "Yo, that's like our like Rolling Loud is like the Super Bowl of hip hop. Mm-hmm. The shit is in Miami. It's like I never been to the shit. So if you're gonna <laughs> hire me to do it and you pay me my proper situation, the manager yeah. dealt with him. It was like it got right." I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to go pull up and like have a good time. Like It wasn't that big of a deal. I just felt like he I wanted to express it publicly, like the behind-the-scenes shit we were going through, got and you. that was a way to do it. So mm-hmm. he did it got that you. way. Got you, got you. Did, so you still haven't said Bobby's name. Her name. <laughs> right? I've I I noticed that. Her. I've been, I know you don't <laughs> know her. But you know her name. Yes. Right? And you, I, I feel like you purposely probably haven't said her name. Did you feel a way about the interview? I felt the way when I saw the... I saw the... I didn't know... Again, when I when I tweeted whatever I tweeted, that was the initial reaction of like, <laughs> I wake up, okay, he's doing some other non hip hop shit. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. It and looks that's weird to me. And you said you had to that stand was my, on. That was my real reaction. Okay. To be fair, people have said it's actually good. You it know, is. I found whatever. it very. We just said yeah. it all yeah. earlier like that we like seeing entertainers' personalities. We really saw Drake's personality. I feel like during and that. He, that's what he said to me. He's like, that's a, yeah. He was, he being was like, goofy. that's a friend of mine. Yadi's a friend. That's why he was mad at me for critiquing them because he was like, yo, okay. she's cool. She's a friend. I mean, I've heard they unfollowed each other now. I don't know what that means, but whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time, I was like, yo, okay. um, that was just my initial reaction. Okay. It wasn't a big editorial decision of like, oh, this <laughs> is big, not quality. Like, this yeah. was like, I just saw the optics and I knew he had did the whole bar stool weirdo mm-hmm. shit and like this shit. And like, I was just like, oh, uh, he's slick hating right now. I was like, <laughs> I was like, like slick hating right now. Okay, now say that. That was my I apologize and again hip hop shits on apologies because it seems weak yeah. and corny Jay-Z apologized to Nas or the baby mama we like, like you can't apologize apology. in hip hop without no, asking yourself like shit like but I should have but I should have before you I should have at least let him know how I felt before I put it to the world gotcha. and understand that power of like okay now if it goes to the world Everybody weighs in. It becomes its own thing. So mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, Rez. I mean, oh, no. Up. I was just about to say, to your apology point, I feel like in 2023, now that, you know, we've lost a lot of legends, life is short, people are very, a lot more sentimental now. I feel like people kind of appreciate apologies. You don't, I, do you I not think so? so they didn't appreciate mine. <laughs> <laughs> and hip hop? I appreciated it. There's yeah, a lot of not, content based but, on mine. Yeah, like, nah, apologies. What does it mean to Elliot Wilson apologize? <laughs> like, I'm on Vlad TV or whatever yeah, the fuck. Nah. I don't know. Like, Come on, so, El, apologies ain't salacious. What, what's exactly. the reason behind the apology? Is because when I hear you apologize, so. You know my affiliation, my introduction to a lot of people is Joe Budden, yes, right? Sir, right? So I take a lot of what he does because I had a first-hand experience, like right, a yep. fucking front-row seat to how he operates, how he moves, the decision he makes. Mm-hmm. Like I was there. So let me not let me not speak for Joe, but he has prided himself on not interviewing guests, right? Mm-hmm. And a part of that is so he cannot be compromised as a media personality, 
right? So when you say, hey, I apologize to Drake, you know, let bygones be bygones. Is it because you want to really keep that relationship intact? Do you no. want another interview? Like, what's the reason behind apologizing for be doing because it, what he's, you did? Because he's looked out for me. Nobody's had more Drake interviews than I have. I've had like five it's or six, what the fuck, and definitive moments with him, right? So he's the star of this level stature. He's giving me all this. So... Out of respect, I should have at least let him know how I felt before I let it out to the world. Simple as that. Genuine. Now, what does that what does that mean down the road? Does it get like Damn, Alice thinks that that never is going to resolve it anyhow, and it may <laughs> not. I think it will it be. may not. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't matter. It's like at the end of the day, it's like I built a rapport with Jay. Where we're at that point, right? Right. Right. Jay Z is actually my friend yeah. in real life. So I would have done the same with him yeah. with those behind the scenes conversations. So that's all it means. It's just like it's what here's the thing about Joe. Even if Joe doesn't interview people per se, as you probably know, whatever Joe says, his phone's ringing. Mm -hmm. People are gonna he's accountable to what he says because mm -hmm. like, he has power, impact, and influence. So mm -hmm. he's got a massage or whatever deal with these like mm -hmm. reactions to what he's his view of people are on his platform, mm -hmm. regardless mm -hmm. whether he interviewed them or not. But I ain't gonna front. So Al. you have to manage that all the time, like because yeah. what you say matters. If you have that power, where what you say matters that. If I say this all of a sudden, that's the headline on this. Mm. Like niggas is still talking about me and Drake. Like, like how many how weeks ago was I'm it? I'ma tell happened? you why though, bro. Cause it's <laughs> I'ma tell you why, Big LA. Big LA. Big LA. Tell Big LA why. Yeah, I'ma tell you why. You come over as the dude that took five, six cookies out the jaw, right? Five, six <laughs> interviews, right? Uh -huh. And then when other niggas came to come take some cookies. Wasn't no cookies left. <laughs> is this true? Because is the baker, true, because the baker ain't want to make none left. Do you, you know agree or no? So maybe coming from you, because you had five, six of them. It's like, well, damn, L, you yeah. like greedy, like greedy. Yeah, came off like Stop you got full. You got full. Yeah, you feel me? Because you that's L. fair, and that's he respects fair. you. Okay. I know he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's fair. I yeah. mean, I agree with that. Yeah, like, yeah. but again, I just, but then the, the other side of it, like I was saying yes. earlier, like. I'm also protective of our culture. Like I mm. feel like I hate when it's like you can't sit with about. us because you want that validation from outside our culture. Like I get that the awkward weirdo <laughs> non hip hop interview shit is trendy. He hating it me. Is I love it. Shit. Trendy. Like, I, love I it. get that, but at the same time, it's like I think you'd have to have a balance, right? Like, sure. You know, Yachty could do full send, <laughs> but then he did up. he did sit with act. Like yeah. that's the best. Wait, say what? That's the best. Say what? Say what? On this podcast, it's got to be a balance. Month. But I feel like I need a balance. Doing a balance. I mean, but who you talk to, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be YN again. It doesn't yes. have to be. That's what I was saying. It, I was genuine when I said anybody that. else. But right. when and, I see you sit with Billy Eilish and you promise these people these interviews, you promise drink champs, you promise rap. Oh, we do love. Okay, but like, can we give him a chance to have the balance? So he did one interview with Bobby, and now now he's a trend of a non. But now, who knows? In a few months, he would have done drink champs. Like we don't know that there could have still. That's that balance, true, right? you don't think so? like, Drake, you're but L, you don't think the balance is all the years that he's giving to platforms from the culture, the 10 plus years, even you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe, one Bobby maybe the next run is balancing out for the you know, the youth, right? Isn't that balance as well? Couldn't that be seen as balance? <laughs> I got, got like, no, no, <laughs> I know, no. sip on your drink, <laughs> <laughs> big LA. I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I yeah. just think that I think that people are very selective, like you said, we talked about earlier, it's like. It's rarer to get an interview regardless, right? Because yeah. it's such a hidden gem now. Like the, mm -hmm. the I guess like we said earlier, Reg was saying, like, the interviews have a higher value now because it's so little. Like the big stars feel like they don't have to do it. Right. I come from an era where it's like, you got an album coming out, you gotta do the cover story, right? Yeah. You gotta do the interview somewhere. You're gonna do the XXL cover, you're gonna do the vibe cover. Mm -hmm. Like you have to do something to sell your record. Now you don't anymore. So mm -hmm. I think the interviews and everything gets more the stakes are higher, I guess, is mm -hmm. what it comes down to. So it is. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
the reason the stakes feel so high, so in the NBA or just in culture in general, we got NBA players, football players interviewing each other, right? They've been in the game. Again, I'm going to reference Joe a lot. I got to see him interview countless of people. Mad people. Because they know what it's like. He knows what it's like to be a rapper. I think he, Joe's a big influence in that. He doesn't get credit for that. Mm. These players, these NFL players, NBA players, everybody got a podcast. Yeah. I think Joe is actually a definitive influence of that mm -hmm. and doesn't get his credit. Well, Jeff point. T gave him, gave him his credit. Yeah, he was Jeff like, T, look, yeah. one who finally started, said it. Yeah, 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 he was like, I started this shit because Shout of Joe Budden. Yeah. Do, oh, do you feel like that's kind of hurt you in the space, being a journalist, being Well, that media, was always it. Like, like, there was the Howard Cosell shit of like, I never played the game. Like, Howard Cosell did yeah. a book of I never played the game. So, yeah. in some ways, I view myself as a Howard Cosell where yeah. Jay-Z might be Muhammad Ali, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I didn't rap. I'm not from that, but I'm, I'm enough from... That DNA of understanding Run DMC and being a fan of the culture, like I wasn't a former artist. Like, there's certain value to being a former artist of what you do. Like, you can have a real candid conversation because mm -hmm. you do what I've done before, right? You mm -hmm. understand you my understand. plight, yeah. right? That's why Nori wins. Like, Nori mm -hmm. was like that guy, and then like he was the hot rapper. He was the hottest rapper in 1998. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he always has that cachet, right? And what it is, there's a challenge to someone like me who's like. Just been a fan, been oh, a journalist, music, yeah. just from that. So I take that on. Like I, mm -hmm. like I understand that. Like, and it makes sense now. Like I used to be mad. It's like because it <laughs> bugs me out though. Like because like in my era, like <laughs> Joe Budden, Nori, Gilly, uh, Fat Joe, Mano, loved them to death. They were like the high. They were knuckleheads. It was the hot ends, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They so got now they're doing so interviews. The media like... wasn't cool. Yeah. So for now to yeah. become like media mm -hmm. and embrace it fully, it's pretty crazy. It bugs me the fuck out. But be honest, yeah. though. The be honest though, right? It's do all, crazy to me. Do, do all the opinions piss you off, Al? Huh? Do I'm... all the opinions? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, 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 is this mic working? Because <laughs> you came up in the era where you kind of had to be aligned it with, wasn't, a, with I a bigger media company. Being cool to be a journalist with the whole XXL shit, like it wasn't cool to be a journalist. You was just some hurt. Watch yourself. There's a hurt <laughs> shit of like, yeah. you know, you wrote a bad review. Who's this nigga? Find him at the party and stomp him out. That's journalism. <laughs> yeah, in the nineties, yeah, yeah. yeah. so gangster. Yeah, it's like yo, I, like so for the fact that journalism's now media is now cool mm -hmm. is a different turn. Right. And I was the first with the YN XXL thing. I think to like make it cool in a sense because I had a mm -hmm. purpose. I wanted to like be on top. I wanted to beat the source and. Like, so I, I, it bugs me out that a lot of the ones that were like, it's the ones you don't think. It's just like for yeah. Joe Budden to get, and to have that dedication, like, and I respect it. Like, the thing about Joe is like, Joe really made the transition. The nigga really stopped rapping. Facts. Yeah. This nigga really dedicated himself. Facts. And he became this media person and like, puts the work in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I didn't see that coming to that level of dedication, no. Why didn't you, during that whole era, like you said, Nori, Joe, Mano, Fat Joe, yep. when they was in their prime, it was radio-driven, right? That was the era of radio. You had to get on the radio to be a star, to make the hits. You had to be on radio, right? Yep. Why didn't you have a transition to radio? Because I see a lot of oh your contemporaries God, see, about to unpack from like Shit, Let's go. Angie oh Martinez, mm -hmm. the Sways, the Big Boys. Yeah, like, and he was... but. You're here now today. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes either. Why but didn't you get into that face, radio Ellie. space? I'm so sorry. I'm gonna let you answer, but it, what I immediately thought of was he listed, you know, your peers, and they were on the radio. But this man was running the magazine game. Right. That's what I think. No, of. but I tried to make the transition. It was oh, a lot. Tried, of, there was mind. a lot of no. There was a lot of roadblocks. Like I think it was very much like gatekeepers uh, systematically. Yeah, yeah gatekeeping, gatekeeping that kept me it? out of that space, Avon. Like oh, I definitely. Wow. 
tried many different ways to uh, crack that. But it's and, but we got fifty states you know, though. You gonna I'm, 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 I'm gonna need you to go could, a little bit deeper than that. Connecticut, yeah. 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 You know, got money over there. I didn't want to do that. Could have got money in Detroit. No, but to ask you a question, like there was, I would, I definitely, I wanted to do the broadcasting thing, and I tried a lot of ways, and. I think a lot of doors got blocked for me in that transition. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I wasn't embraced that way. And then I started doing the independent thing. I did East Village Radio, which is like an independent radio thing. And before the whole, like, Apple Music radio thing they have going on now, it was ahead of its time. Shout out to uh, guy Peter Ferraro, who started it. And I got Drake to show up to that. It was basically like a small-ass studio oh, wow. on First Avenue and First Street, literally in the East yeah, Village. Yeah. And I got Drake to pull up, and we talked about the height of the whole him and Chris Brown, and he talked all that oh, shit. Oh, wow, yeah. Blah, blah. Like, so, yeah, those other aspects of it, I think there was a lot of people that kept me out of that those rooms. I tried mm. my best. And, like, yeah. around the time of that ascension, kind of the whole Breakfast Club thing took off, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There was definitely a lot of roadblocks of, like, And Breakfast Club was one of those shit. shows where you knew, like, listen, man, they, the only way this is going to end is if they leave. <laughs> no, for real, because yeah, coming up, you know, we're a little younger, right? Yeah. Being in college, you know, you're looking at the media companies and who they you maybe want to align with and who maybe you want, where you want to apply to. You go, well, damn, man, I don't know how long it might take to be up in there. You know, do you feel and like- I thought, I thought Sirius XM was going to be my thing. I was like, I brought Jay, Jay called in with, I did the Vibe cover with yeah. Angela Yee. Shout out to Sweat. You know, shout out to Angela Yee. Angela Yee is the first one actually who like- um She's the one who kind of presented my laugh to the world. Like I was like, I, like I was like, shout, yeah, I was like, she don't get enough props. Shout out Angela Yee. Um, at the height of her, like after Cypher Sounds left, yeah, and she's doing Shade Forty Five. She's taking over the morning show. Right. They don't want to fully give her her credit because she's a woman. They're fronting, mm-hmm. even though she's multi talented. She as Res knows, you fronting on the woman. <laughs> don't want to say she's running this shit. She's running this shit. She's dope. Um, she was asking for like. You know, male co-hosts to come up, blah, blah. I think Charlemagne did it back then, Joe, but I did it too. So we had a great rapport. I was coming up there being a co-host at times, me and B-Dot, different things. Yeah. And like, she created a whole laugh drop of my laugh and oh. started oh my playing gosh. the drop. And it happens this day. Like, Breakfast Club played the other day when it was dissing me about the whole Drake shit. <laughs> like, they played the drop and Envy's like, that's Ellie Wilson drop and the laugh drop come from? Like, that's in their system. They have an Ellie Wilson laugh drop in their system. Yeah. Uh, courtesy I mean, they- of Angela Yee. So, so my point is like, yeah. Angela really looked out at that point where it was like, she recognized me, my talent, and like, when I was really trying to do the radio thing and it's just like, mm. it didn't work out. Then after, after she had left, I didn't end up getting the morning show it went to sway so there's a lot of parallel me and radio and that's why i'm always a little bit maybe extra defensive of like how you judge media because i feel like uh, like i said before like i feel like i'm a journalist i'm a king of an era magazine era that doesn't exist anymore so it's easier to praise Mm -hmm. radio broadcasters because it's still very tangible Mm -hmm. sway is still sway and angie mars right you know what about tv you ever tried to dabble in the TV? Because again, yeah, they're, different they're incarnations, interchangeable. Yeah, you know MTV, what I'm saying. So, we had a whole run with Crown when MTV Two came along, where mm-hmm. we did like three or four episodes with that. Like, just not consistent. Wait, you didn't know? you do? We did the white rapper, white show. rapper show. That was and legendary. The female rapper show. Yeah, that was yeah. female rapper show. Like different things with TV, but like, this hasn't been the exact pinpoint thing mm-hmm. per se. But I think know? it's just all divine time because although I know you tried the radio route and it didn't exactly work out for you, but that's why everything else fell into place because who knows if Rap Radar and Crown would have been as big if yeah. you were on the radio every day. So True. do you still have any kind of, um, not regrets, but just thoughts <laughs> thoughts, <laughs> thoughts about that? Or are you at peace with everything that 
I, I'm not here to be at peace. I'm here to uh, keep working <laughs> and, like, and figure, oh out, like and figure out what the next thing is. I, I like don't know. That. Like, maybe like it'll that. be TV. Like, and even what is TV right now, right? Like, what does yeah. the TV play for us anymore? Like, we don't even know what the fuck. Yeah, it's like, I guess, like. <laughs> So yeah, no, right. My point is like I keep it. I keep the door open. I don't understand. I don't. Oh no, know. I don't mean at peace as if yeah. you want to stop. But with that era, do you still think about like, damn, I should have been on radio? Oh yeah, I don't I live in I'm, the the regret. It's, I'm real Jay Z with it. Got learn to live with regrets. I don't really <laughs> real regrets per se. Like I, uh-huh. I don't think I did nothing wrong per se. I think that the, oh, no, the no. timing wasn't aligned for whatever that was for me. Like I mm. accept it. So damn. my thing is, I feel like I have more to still do. And what does that look like in this era? Like right. I'm more focused. Like I'm. Still in, I'm still in. I'm still on the mat. I'm still on the. Tri- I'm still on the, like the marathon. I'm still running. Where so where, I don't look back at it like, oh, I should have done. Like, oh, no, yeah. I'm still. I'm still moving. Where does that come from? Because that is your whole thing. You're like, I'm keep going. I'm 52. I'm going. I'm going. Going. <laughs> he was born on January 14th. Yeah. What you mean, bro? Yeah, no. He was Capricorn born on gang. January yeah, no. 14th. Of course. Legendary. Does that come from something, or that's just how you were born? Like simply how you were born? Does it come from something? And daddy told me I was special, man. Have you seen him? <laughs> I love that. Bird I'll take Victoria. it. I'll take like, that. In. I, will take I was it. a project baby, apartment one A, Woodside Projects, but I was, I was, I felt like I could be a goddamn superhero. Like my mm-hmm. dad was uh, playing baseball, and he thought oh, he yeah. could be a pro player. I thought it like my dad is Reggie Jackson, and I'm gonna be a fucking <laughs> baseball star. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be Derek Jeter. I'm gonna be the biracial <laughs> shortstop of the yeah, New York Yankees. Like, like. And then the, the baseball shit didn't work. 15, 16, I was tired of practicing. I was like, <laughs> and I you know, like my dad was pissed at me. I was like, I can't do this shit no more. I'm not going to be a, a Let me go right. Let me go right. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was sports writing at first. Uh-huh. Like, I was like, I'm going to be Oscar Madison, sports writer, Warner Wolf, all the time, Alco Cell. Yeah. And then I saw the Source Magazine. I was like, that's what I want to do. Music writing, hip hop. Mm. You did it. There's a place for that shit. And I want to I wanna have the mics. And I want to get every album before anybody gets it. And I want to give the mics and I want to be the authority of the culture. Like, yeah. that's what I wanted from that. And I feel like mm-hmm. I'm, in some ways I'm still that. Like, I wanted to be that when it, when it moved that way. So, I mean, I'm just in it. That's my path. It's not, it's not a job to me. It's my yeah, actual yeah. life. Like, well, that's my just life. Just one more question. So, because you, you did that <laughs> no, one more, Reg. We're not going away. Uh, at, at, age, <laughs> at age 25, yeah. you accomplished that. Editor at <laughs> okay, The Source. And sure. now, 25 years later, you're still, you're still going. You're still going. So, are you ever going to be satisfied or are you going to always keep going? Like, are you ever going to be like, oh, I did it? Or because to a lot of people, you are regarded as the goal of journalism. So is that I enough for you, you I ever? I think you can feel, oh, I did it and still be in a race. That's okay. how I feel. Mm. I definitely feel, oh, I did it. You did? Like, okay, I just no wanted one. to know. Do you know that, yeah. you know? Okay. I, I killed the source. Like, you, you don't understand what that was. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, this is a magazine that was selling half a million copies Jesus of a Christ. newsstand. I entered there in 2017. It was definitely not what your era. It was a little different. No shade. It was definitely very different from my era. You know, it's funny because I have I have like little homies that you know they're in school for journalism right now or media studies and shit. And I tell them I'm like, yo, if you don't want to put 300 percent into it, especially now, don't even do this shit. Mm. Especially because of job security. Yeah. When I I remember being in college, wanting to get a job at Vice. Now vice is in vice, mm-hmm. right? I is remember it, like the yeah, there's big, no magic place. That's the point no, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like does, is that part of the reason why you always saw on the go to? Because you kind of know what the industry. That's is what like? I think. Like yeah. point, so, so my red's like there's no magic place anymore, right? Mm. There's no magic job. Yeah. I don't know. There's no magic uh-huh. place to ascend to. Like if I could just mm-hmm. be the EIC of this or that, like right. so. We're all in the same race of like. All I have is who I am yeah. and what right. I represent, and 
let me just express it and it'll land where it's going to land ultimately right like so i don't know what the elliot wilson experience patreon thing is just a first step of me like reclaiming my shit and like okay i'm the brand i represent a certain standard where's it going to land ultimately mm -hmm. i don't know right. but i'm Let's committed to like showing that side of it that what i do is very unique and different than what everybody else does my relationships are different my content is a high quality and I had to get I had to get right with that too. Like I've come from an era where like XXL is like, I can say I'm the best because I also did the biggest numbers, right? Yeah. Like I don't do the biggest numbers anymore, right? Like the young boy rap radar that's 2.4 million. That's an anomaly. Like we don't do numbers like yeah. maybe Joe does or academics does, but I stand by my quality. That's I can right. still say my shit is the best. Like yeah. the best doesn't necessarily have to be the biggest. Like mm. a lot of people go to McDonald's, but it doesn't mean it's the biggest restaurant in the fucking planet. It's yeah. just like, fully agree. like, 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 so I have to understand that like maybe the best in my version of that isn't the biggest, mm. the tangible number of like, if the source sold this, I got to sell this to beat them. Right. So I just believe in the quality of what I'm doing and what makes me different and unique and my place in it. And I want to just create the content. I know for a fact, the public wants content. Yep. They're insatiable. Yep. It's true. So if I keep delivering quality content, it's, it's going to open all these type of doors for me. To mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. you, you speak about opening the door. That's why I'm confused that I don't see you on Ebro in the morning or even the Breakfast Club. Even if y'all just chopping it up, why I don't see you on those types of platforms? <laughs> It was so funny, El. He did go on the breakfast club. Yeah, he did, your homework, uh, he did your homework? That's my I, like, man, I like that. That's my man, Ellie. <laughs> he was looking for the interview. He like, where are <laughs> Yeah, I was looking for the a Ebro in the morning, Ellie. It's been a minute. Yeah. Been you did the, I remember you did the breakfast club with yeah. Dot. But I think when you say mm. that there's not a platform that people are like reaching for, I think the equivalent to that would be independence, a partnership. Mm -hmm. I think it's no longer I got to get on the breakfast club. I remember that yeah. was where I wanted to be. I wanted to be complex. I 100%. wanted to be one uh, power 105. That's why I wanted Vice, to be. You like you said, yeah, Vice, yeah. like you said. Yeah. Yeah. There were certain platforms maybe what, five, six, seven years ago yeah. where it's like I need to get there to make my mark. Right. Today, there's people who've shown us like you don't need that. You need them to come to you and want to work with you yeah. as a partner, as yeah. a brand, as licensing deal, whatever it is. I need a little bit of ownership. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I need a little bit of creative control. Yeah. And I need to be able to repurpose the content. Mm. I think a lot of people don't talk about repurposing your content. Mm. And I think that's really where you, B. Dot, Rat Radar, y'all are able to repurpose so much content. And I don't know the inner workings of what it is that you have. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you this: as a fan, mm -hmm. as a legit fan, I think there's a missed opportunity that you have this whole back catalog that, canon that of, I yeah, can't just go to YouTube mm. and binge your shit. Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not even a YouTube baby, but that's just what I do. When I go on YouTube, boom, right. boom, boom, boom. Right. I was looking for some Rat Radar stuff. On Apple, you got to pay, you got to subscribe to mm -hmm. certain interviews, For the right? rewinds. Yeah, shit. for yeah. the rewinds, mm -hmm. you got to, you know, and, and niggas got bills. You know what I'm saying? We all can't do it. We all can't do it. For, as no, much as word. I want to hear you talk to the game and Snoop Dogg, like, I may not have the six ninety nine that week. I just might not, But the right? thing is, Savon does have that six ninety nine. Yeah, so. I'm talking from yeah, people yeah, right now. He got it. He got it. Don't let that in, Raz. Yeah, yeah. at the same time, it's like, y'all have such a bad catalog, and I think there might be a missed opportunity where... The people who want to know you, who want to know these artists, yeah. they can't access it. I That's think that fair. was also like, uh, again, going back to, I've been a student of this shit for a very, very long time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've been watching this shit thoroughly. Mm -hmm. I really don't believe, the same way you feel like niggas can't fuck with you, I really don't believe <laughs> niggas can fuck with me when it yeah. comes to just yes, the sir. knowledge yeah. and the space of this pot. Yes, they sir. really can't. Yes, and sir. so when I, when I talk about your content, like there's so many moments that the culture has, has missed because 
the title situation, right? I talked about you Behind being the tied to yes, brands. Exactly. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, I'm an Apple. I'm a convenience guy. Mm-hmm. Fuck Apple. Mm-hmm. I'm a convenience guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Apple provides me convenience. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Title is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when you did that, when you and B-Dot did that, I think it may have... It hurt it a little bit. Yeah. It did. So, yeah, you Inevitably. Right. But I was at Title at the time, so it was like it was the right move to help my yeah, position team. as an executive too to bring it behind that to benefit that brand to help build that brand. But you like yeah, yeah. Now people are used to it being that level of free consumption that is everywhere. Like yeah. again, we haven't been like Rapper has never been the traditional podcast mm-hmm. that comes out every Wednesday at this time and delivered on all platforms. So that's hurt hurt us a little bit, but. Yeah. Like you said, like I'm very proud of the catalog because yeah. I feel like it's some of the most amazing content, my definitive interviews, shout out to B Dot. And I think there's still value to that. Like even now, like I see kids rip the reels and put it in and they may they may like they may like zoom in and, and scoop me out the shot. But, <laughs> but it's your shit. But, but it's you. <laughs> That's and, my young dog, yeah. man. I'll be hitting with the hashtag right on like, podcast yeah. trophy. Like, young dog, that's me. But like, no, but like you, like you said, like you said, Savon, like I feel like there's still ways to kind of present that because there's been time lost where the connectivity wasn't there. Yeah. That's yeah. very fair to say. Sure. Yeah. And and is there an opportunity for you guys to like repurpose it because I would love Maybe for Patreon? there to be just a, 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 yeah. a rap radar clips page. Like every podcast has a clips page. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like we know a brilliant... guy that can cut them for you. You know, facts. Gotta, 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 got From brilliant idiots to yeah. fucking Joe to Joe Rogan, right. everybody has where they can just get short, segmented, fragmented yeah. content because you guys do long form interviews, right? Yep. The attention span is not there, unfortunately. Yeah. For me, it is. Yep. I'm a commuter. Yeah. Right. I work from home. So I have the time to actually listen to a two-hour interview from Elliot and BDOT. Yeah. But most people my age and younger, they don't have that. They used so, to also used to consuming it that way. Just mm-hmm. quick and yeah. easy. Yeah. So is there a way for you, BDOT, whomever it is, to like get in the forefront of that, to repurpose it, to monetize it, to also push it as your brand? Because mm-hmm. like you said, you'll see a Nipsey interview. You'll see a Young Dolph interview. You'll see mm-hmm. a Hove interview. They'll grab Will, pieces of it. You'll yeah. see all of it, but I won't see you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So how do we, is there a way, or have you even thought about repurposing it with your stamp on it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got to revisit it and get it right. Like you said, it's definitely a fault of ours because as we grew with the situation, our path was way atypical to the other podcasts, which has hurt us in the long run. But Mm. I think there is still that because I feel like a lot of the content is still very timeless. Like it's historic, it's timeless. Like you're not going to get Jay-Z, Drake, Will Smith, Nipsey Hussle, these Mm. type of people what a, the look at the resume. What a and run. That shit. <laughs> what a fucking Jeez. run. Hey, hey, hey. Pick what the names run, up. Man. Pick, pick <laughs> the names yeah, up. Drop the names. Yeah, you <laughs> dropping mad shit, nigga. He yeah. fired that off like mad casually. <laughs> like, is there anybody, I'm sure, I'm sorry, you probably get this question all the time, but is no. there somebody that you haven't interviewed yet? Because you just pretty much named all, everybody's dream <laughs> interview. You interviewed Big, right? Big who? I did Big E for, yeah, magazines back in the day. Yeah, magazines. Trip and say word. Yeah. When they say that, though, like, because they always draw that the sway thing against me. Dre, uh, Sway talked to Big E. I talked to Big E. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, yo, but watch it. Wasn't, it wasn't yeah. a camera. Watch your mouth. That's my man. We magazines. Yeah, yeah. And I love Sway. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, yeah. I've interviewed, I didn't interview Pac. Right. I interviewed uh, Big I did interview Angie. Big E. Um, yeah, pa- yes, Angie got Angie that, got that, that And that story is fire, too. He's still tight. He's still tight. That nigga said, fuck Pac. Nobody <laughs> says that. I'll, every time I jump and say, y'all, I'll do a versus against anybody. Like, yeah. do a versus of, like, my interviews against anybody. 
Everybody's like, but Angie got that got pop. That pop. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's the Benjamin. Yeah, that's that Benjamin. Yeah. That Benjamin. She wrote about it in her book, and you know, it was such a good story. She flew, I'll, I'll she make her put it out, right? The full thing, boom. But like, um, no, but like, um, yeah. what are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> you're who have you? Do you feel like you haven't interviewed anybody yet that oh, you want to interview? Yeah. Yeah, the, the ladies actually, the Beyonce's, the oh, Rihanna's, yeah, yeah. Okay, like yeah. the ladies actually run the shit. Like mm. that's the standard. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even Kendrick in this era, like the new oh, version of okay. Kendrick. I would love to see you and Missy. Yeah, too. Yeah, I've tried for my, my, my yeah. same name, two L's, two T's. Get, you, you, <laughs> all, she won't sit with yeah, me. It could be Elliot Square. <laughs> yeah. Elliot Square. I would love to see that. No yeah, that would be legendary. I tried. Yeah. I've tried. I never interviewed Lauren Hill, too. Yeah. A lot oh, of ladies, wow. really. Actually, it's really, not trying to pander. I'm being real. The ladies. <laughs> yeah. Beyonce, Rihanna, Lauren Hill, Missy Elliott. They're uh-huh. probably top four. Kendrick's there too because mm-hmm. no one's captured Kendrick post-TDE where he's at, where he's at. So he's a standard. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the other ones are really women, honestly. Mm-hmm. I know you're not genuinely pandering because, I don't know, I was I was waiting to for one to bring this up. But you know, Elliot has been a very helpful person in my life. I don't know if you know this, but mm. in like 2017, 2018, which is what, like six years ago by now, yeah. I would I used to DM this man on some like <laughs> I, I, I checked the first one before today. It was very, you know, respectful. It was like, you're such a legend. Just thank you for everything that you've done. And I remember we had a conversation once, and the one thing that I not the one thing, but the thing that I remember the most is you saying that Nicki Minaj is the best, like your top ten, mm-hmm. fully no no mm-hmm. dispute. So I know you're not panicking because you've always shown love to the ladies. So yeah. And when you said that, I wanted to argue. I ain't gonna lie. I what? wanted to ar- <laughs> I wanted to argue the Nicki Minaj point. No, but no, I thought he's about always it. said that. That's yeah, the point. Yeah, yeah, but I still wanted to argue it. But I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> no, 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 no. I kind of agree with it now, because yeah, she has the lyricism, but it's also where she took it. The dollars she carried made, it. Yeah. The dollars yeah. that was made. Like we're talking about Nikki yeah. is the GOAT of female rap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I can see where you're coming from. Like, I do. Yeah. But it's hard in this era because I his the problem now is I say that, right? I stand by it. Like yeah. I think Nikki's the GOAT of female yeah. rap. You know, whether you like the commercial shit or not, like her run is unprecedented, her stats are like this. So but I also think that Cardi is the best right now. Mm. Cardi's delivery, like whether or not every Bars her, we don't know, whatever. Like, I don't even give her a delivery <laughs> is phenomenal, and like she made the last great female rap album, which is the Invasion of Privacy album. Yeah, and like I feel like she's the best now. So you can't even say Nicki's the goat and Cardi's the best now without the whole motorsport yeah. fucking mm-hmm. clash fan clash. <laughs> like, you can't praise them both because yeah. you can't even get props because you get the straight either way. It's like the yeah. Marty fans or the Nicki fans, like so you can't. But that's our reality. It's like, as much as you want to hype up female rap, it's like, that's still a high standard. Like, I love Lotto. I love all these ladies doing it. And we've never had as many ladies killing it, making big records Absolutely. and smashing the game. But it's, it's going to take a lot to get to the Cardi Nikki level. Yeah. You know, maybe Meg can get it coming off this whole situation. Like, Meg got the talent. Like, Lotto, I think, is like a heavy hitter. Like, she's determined. But... Like, let's give Nikki and Cardi oh, yeah. their props of like the level that they've elevated the shit to. Like, right. I feel like it's a higher level. You feel like me. you feel like Meg is gonna have another stride in her career after the now that her with the Tory I stuff. So. I hope she does because again, yeah. personal shit spills in. I think she has the, the talent and the drive to be that, and I don't think she fully challenged again this whole Nikki Cardi thing. So mm-hmm. I think she has the most potential given all the circumstances, but. You know, Lotto's out there, different people out there. We'll see what happens, you know? I have wrote down the same question as Reggie. I wanted to know who was it that you haven't interviewed that you wanted to interview? 
because it's easier for me to name all the people you have <laughs> than That's it is the people you have. Like, no, legit. <laughs> wow. it, it is Let's like, talk about that again. Yo, it's easier for me to name yeah. the people that There's more people he, that he has, has than having. It's like, crazy. that's fucking. It's 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 unheard of. That's why when I heard that you you kind of took an exec approach, I wanted to know if that like changed your passion at all for like what you do on a daily basis. Like, did that change your workflow? Like, how did that look? Now it was no, kind of. I, oh. I just like say once said earlier. Yeah. I think some of it was behind a paywall, so it probably didn't get to enough eyes as it would have if we were just like distributing. I re one thing I do regret, like you talk about YouTube, I regret that I didn't embrace YouTube mm. properly from the beginning. In the early days. Early days. Yeah. I remember like doing a whole like flip cam before your phone could do everything yeah. and shooting shows and like my whole fir first version of like post double XL was I'm doing rap radar on the website. I'm outside. Like here's a flip cam. I'm at the shows. I'm filming Bun B. Bun B's like, Ellie Wilson's in the house. Oh my God, Ellie Wilson. Mm. And I'm putting it up on YouTube. We don't own the rights to that shit. <laughs> it's striking our shit, tearing me down. Like, my me, my Gmail to this day is banned from YouTube. Like, so I, <laughs> they, we do rap rate our pages and they would fucking uh, flag our shit, strike our shit, yeah. shut our shit down. So mm -hmm. I didn't embrace YouTube culture early, which I should have. That's probably the biggest regret I have. I, yeah. And, you know, like, that. that's where the world went. Like you said, like, I could have such a canon of content that was mm -hmm. built through that, but now I'm catching up because mm -hmm. it wasn't built that way, where it's like, you should be able to easily accessible all the great content I've done over the years through a YouTube because that's where most of the consumption comes from. So that's probably the biggest regret. Well, do you have a deal with Instagram? Because Oh my God, Instagram. <laughs> because Yo. I need to, because I saw in real time when your old page actually got deleted. And to myself, that- You want the real story. I want <laughs> Oh, because you need to know how I feel, right? Because I do weekly music blog posts. I've seen yes. you like them here and there. Of course. If I, if I <laughs> had a... Here and there. Here and there. Only every week. I sit the week? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't here play. There. You know, He's I don't like, play. yo, I'm showing love. Uh, and let me tell you something I had to remove from like the music slides. If I post a music video yeah. that is obviously does, I don't own, yeah. they'll just take down the whole post. Yeah. So how are you able to repost everything on Instagram? No, my, I, like, I got my shit shut down. My, my drama yeah. was... um. What can I say? Because like, uh, <laughs> a certain company uh -huh. had an issue mm. and um, flagged my shit. I didn't wasn't diligent about dealing with it, mm. and basically my page got shut down. So ultimately, I settled with them. I paid them, Damn. and my page is back up. I got my name back, but I lost the followers. You got the pay niggas. Oh shit! So I lost wow. two hundred thousand followers. Damn. I stopped like oh, zero. Nah. So now I got like fifty k followers, but. Mm. I had 250 back then. So I remember. Yeah, I dealt with that. So it's funny. And they went after everybody. They went after academics. He took a hit. Everybody had to settle. Academics, Adam 22. Wow. They went after all of us. Whoever was like aggregator, curator type hip hop yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Paparazzi type shit. Those photos. Got because those guys sell the photos mm -hmm. to the agency and then they shake people down for the money. Wow. Sheesh. I was looking on your Twitter and I saw the discrepancy between your Twitter followers. In your Instagram, yeah, but now that it's makes same sense. number yeah, was there, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all quarter million, but yeah, that was my right. solid base of like two fifty across yeah. the board. So just a con, just a con two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but like, I, I appreciate though that I feel like I still have some major influence, even my little fifty k or whatever I have. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm, it's, 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 I have the right people in my mm -hmm. circle, right? Mm -hmm. And same thing with Patreon. What I love about Patreon is like, yo. I'm slowly building this, but I like to see who really rocks with me. Like, who's my core? Like, mm -hmm. I like that direct consumer shit. I come from an independent magazine thing of like, okay, these hundred people, two hundred people, whatever. Like, they really fuck with me. Okay, let's take this and then grow. Like, I want to yeah. know what that looks like tangibly at this point in my career 
three decades in, like, do you want my content? Do you fuck with me? Do you see what this is? Like, I know it's going to grow from there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I want to know what's in your, your your rotation right now, man, because... <laughs> Gunna! You, you, oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness! Fuck you mean. <laughs> fuck you mean, Alex. <laughs> I want to know, because y'all, y'all journalist cats, man, y'all get to just... Y'all just, y'all just get to rate everything and just say how y'all... I want to know what's actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do y'all, what's in the Serato? Like, what do you listen to on a day? Are you an R&B guy? No, 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 no. Look, Hip Hop 50. I, I can go back and listen to my shit. Back in the day, I can listen yeah. to rock camera like, shit, No, nigga. he's like, give me an it's answer. It's Hip Hop 50. Yeah, what you, give me five My problem is, like, you know it's funny it's like i i pride myself that i don't try to get so like a hip-hop 50 be pulling me because it's like oh shit like i yeah. said i went to the yankee stadium shit right yeah. uh mass bill shit that's fire so i got there about seven lupe's on stage i'm getting a drink and then like you know it's it's, it's some it's unorganized chaos and beautiful what it is what you expect right hip-hop so show. <laughs> hip-hop show so we get there like so me and my, my brother my little brother steven like we're in the shit we go to the front i have some type of seat in the front but no one's really sitting where they're supposed to sit. I'm just walking around, walking to the side. I'm seeing people like, I'm just going to stand up and watch the show from this vantage point. Yeah. So I'm stood up from 7 p.m. to like 1 a.m. Run the MC didn't come on till like 1 a.m., like 1.10. Sounds about right. right. Yeah, it's crazy. I heard. But like, that was, those are my idols. Like, Run the MC is like, that's my, like, that's my, yeah. that's my change my life. I'm 12 years old, sucker MCs, like, they're from Queens. I'm from Queens. Like, those are my superheroes. So I have to see these guys. And I see fans wearing Run DMC t-shirts. I damn near want to cry in 2023. Like, <laughs> and, and they stayed. They didn't leave. Nas did yeah. a set. They stayed for mm-hmm. Run DMC. Um, just that passion of the culture. So, But, I, but my point, you're trying to say you said earlier, is like, yeah. but I also try to not pull myself of like, I just want to listen to that old shit. <laughs> I'm always pulled out of that. Like, mm-hmm. if I go on a run where I'm listening to like... yeah. Run MC and rock him. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go put on Gun. I'm gonna put on Travis Scott because I want to stay in tune with the conversation now. So mm-hmm. right, okay. I almost don't even allow myself sometimes to get so nostalgic of like. Wow. I know I love that shit. I know it's classic yeah, shit. I know yeah, it yeah. lyricism bars higher than whatever the current <laughs> thing is. But like, yeah, yeah. I don't allow myself to like get so lost in it because I I will always yeah. like want to make sure stay current. I'm in tune with what's Wait, going what? on now. I'm not going front. Yeah. I'll be getting lost. But now with the new shit, right? I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you a story. I was at the Rock the Bells Festival because you know I'm with Siri now mm-hmm. and there was a point where i got to catch queen latifah set mm-hmm. and we talking brought out naughty by nature mm-hmm. <laughs> brought out big boy <laughs> and i'm just seeing the crowd the demographic you know people maybe people in their 40s and older and i just got to see how music back then really made them feel good mm-hmm. and it l it was fucking empowered me. empowered yes really, yeah. like it, it, it was yeah. fucking my whole head up you know and yeah i i don't want to be that new new nigga like oh you feel like all the new music is affecting <laughs> it's affecting the kids and i don't want to be that cat but i'm gonna be honest with you the amount of good energy and good vibes i felt standing around all of those people like you you you've been here for this era and the last like yeah. do you feel like that the good music yeah, feel, feel good music 100%. is missing yeah well i also feel like what just what the point you're making yeah. more to me is that there was more hurdles back then to even get your shit out to a certain level, right? Mm-hmm. Now, no one's stopping MC Alabama from putting this shit out, right? So <laughs> back then, you had to like go through these doors to get your shit out. So yeah. it feels more empowered that like, oh, shit, Latifah got to do a record on Tommy Boy, and right. she made a single with Moni Love, and they called it Ladies First. It's like there was a lot of steps that had to happen for that to happen. Now, 
those doors are open. Like the, you're judged more by the content once it comes out. Gotcha. Back then you had more of a process to get the content out. So I think that's what you're feeling. Like, yeah. So we felt more loved by that because we felt like, yo, we're really challenging the whole system of like, yo, right. Get this shit out. Like yeah. Queen Latifah's about to drop a debut album. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> and nowadays gonna, the kick a draw album out, she didn't hit off like drop another one in four and months. Four <laughs> months. You feel me? And I don't be mad at that. My whole thing is like, can y'all can, can y'all mix some like cookout rap in there? I don't but feel I like it always has to be that balance. I was like, yeah, I'm saying like yeah. I love the balance of you have to find that balance of it because I don't right. get too caught up in that either. Cause it's yeah, like, yeah. yo, when it hits, it hits, but you have to find that balance of it, I feel. Facts. It's part of it, but you know it's very doing, different. You know who's doing that really well right now? Victoria Monet. She knows mm -hmm. how to do that slow burn hit and like mm -hmm. actually promote her record for more than three weeks. Yeah. And that's why she's winning right now. <laughs> yeah, she's she dropped an amazing video today. Twitter's going crazy, so do more of that, guys. I'm glad you mentioned Victoria yeah. Monet. As a podcast, we embrace R&B. Yes, right? cool. that is us. I'm an R&B guy, but as a collective, yes, he is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. R&B. Yes, two step that, game is strong over here. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what, I, all I ever needed in life was a two step. I see you drinking a little two step. I don't do nothing more. But as a collective, we embrace R&B. So, Reggie, thank you for bringing up Victoria Monet. Elliot, for you. We're trying to get on a rapper podcast too. Really? She's out there. That would yeah, be yeah. Her fans B -Dot's are been working so on that. That's been B Dot's project. So, okay. Y'all think Victoria Monet, we're trying Come to have I believe in you. I would love <laughs> to see you embrace more of the R&B artists, even, even if it wasn't from this era. I feel like yeah. hip hop and R&B, maybe not so much today because it's kind of intertwined, right? Like the rappers today are including melodies. Yeah. And so they don't need the R&B guy on their hooks. Yeah. But there was a time where the rapper wanted the singer, the singer wanted the rapper, right? There was a marriage between the two genres. Right before I got here, mm -hmm. I sat with like the coolest R&B nigga who's like borderline hip hop. Mm. Mike Bivens, New Edition. Oh wow! I sat with him. He has a doc, he has an amazing documentary coming out. Okay. Fine. Um. So we sat. We sat in Harlem. Like we had. He had curated the spot. We sat at a restaurant in the basement for the Ellie Wilson experience. We're gonna put this interview out. Oh, so wow. I want to push his documentary. Him telling his story, like Babyface. Also, like shout out to his uh, his yeah. manager, Ricky Rika Rika the same. Sorry. Okay. Mm -hmm. Babyface, we did the rap radar with him, was legendary. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's like, but the problem is sometimes the RB shit doesn't do the numbers per se, right? Which right. is mm -hmm. fucked up because mm -hmm. that bugs me out though because we love yeah. RB, but it never does like those tangible, like hmm. super duper numbers. But I think there's a balance that needs to happen. Like I said, mm -hmm. we want to have Victoria Monet on the platform. We just did Janelle Monet, which was I great. Saw that. I saw that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there was a lot of love with her. Like, she has so much respect for us as like journalists and mm -hmm. like, you know, because you know how it is like, these artists get so bummed because they go to these radio stations and they do this type of thing. Like, you didn't really even listen to my album. It's just like, you want to talk about my titties is out. Like, yeah, did you hear my album? Yeah. You know, try seven? Like, like, it's like, yo, dog. Like, covering it up good. It's like, I think, yo. There, I think there was a moment, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know. I think it was a breakfast club where Chloe from Chloe Halley, like, Chloe oh, yeah, Bailey yeah, was, was there. Legendary. And yep. then she was like, do you know, like, can you name three of my songs? And they, and they <laughs> so listen to that album. Like, that's the bare But that's the secret that of Rap do. Radar is that Rap Radar is like, yo, I'm a journalist. Mm -hmm. yeah. B-Dot's yeah. a journalist. We listen to the music. We don't skim through it. We study the shit. We separately, we take our notes. We prepare for the interview. We have things written down, thoughts, topics, like mm -hmm. you said, preparation. And then we come to the interview, ready, right. without consulting with each That's other. journalism. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I have my whole shit ready, <laughs> without got his version. Oh. And then it's oh. always an aha moment with most artists. It's like, oh shit, these motherfuckers really- They know what's mm -hmm. going on. Like, heard my album. And like, <laughs> yeah. understand the third verse on the track nine. It's mm -hmm. just like, how that shit is still mesmerizing the people is crazy in this era. But yeah. it's like, 
so much of it's not that because you could just grab from social media of like, oh, I should ask about this. Everybody's mm-hmm. talking about this. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, nah, do your preparation. Like, yo. Yeah. People make records, like, li- really listen to the records. Like, yeah. people, even when people talk about, I don't want to talk about this, they're going to talk about it in their music. The song. For sure. Right? For so sure. it's like, yeah. you have to listen deeply and attentively of like, how do you ask them about even sensitive subjects based off what they're already saying in their art? How to connect to that. Like, I think that's still a very much a lost art. So yeah. I, I hope the next generation can look at that I, and be like, yo, listen to the music. Mm-hmm. Really, really listen, listen to the music. Yeah. And artists get so excited when you're like, when you can reference a lyric of theirs and then they respect you and then they open up even more. Absolutely. And I remember um, under your Will Smith interview, the, mm-hmm. the big one with million views, people were commenting, oh my gosh, I love how knowledgeable the interviews are. They really did their research. I'm like, do you guys know that this is Elliot Wilson? Like, <laughs> of course they did their that research. Like, I just want to mention that. Like, yeah. I saw that today. I was but like, it's oh crazy that that's a lost art. Yeah, like, it I feel really like, is. But even like, that's why I sat with y'all. I feel like y'all, y'all young podcasters, but like whatever, like, but like, salute. I, I respect the preparation. I feel like what you're doing, you're dedicated to it. It's like, it's, it shines up. It stands out right away. People that are prepared or serious about it that aren't. Absolutely. Right? Because mm-hmm. now podcasts have got to the point, Savon could probably says like, everybody's acting like it's drug dealing, you're going to catch a lick. Like, give us the bag. Move. It's like, yo, dog, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Put funny. the work in. You know? Bro, how do we get back to music releases on Tuesday? Uh? <laughs> Yo, thank you. Thank you for asking. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Drop your shit on Tuesday. So yeah, you'll be ahead of the your curve. Label. You're, yeah. saying yeah. a do- you're saying it's going to be a domino effect. I think it's, I think it's easier to drop a song on Tuesday. As far as I know, Yeah, I think that it's easier to drop a single off cycle, as they're calling it now, yeah. than an album. But I honestly think that these artists need to say to their label, whoever their partners are, right. This is what we got to do. It just makes sense. I don't know why just, people yeah. don't. Because especially like, if you're a newer artist, like, I saw even a guy, like, I forgot the guy's name who runs DJ Booth back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah, his name. Too. Yeah, yeah. Z, Mr. Z. Yeah, Z, yeah. yeah. He was saying, like, his biggest advice is like, yo, drop your song on a Tuesday. Because imagine you're a new artist. Yeah. You're dropping your shit Thursday midnight with everybody else. Competing How are we going to get to that? Mm-hmm. Even with your God to the music. How are we going to get to that shit? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo. Why not dropping your shit off cycle, as they say? Right. You know, like, nobody's stopping you. Like, yeah. I think it'd be harder to convince a record company to, like, let you drop your album off cycle, but okay. you should be feeding at least different songs off cycle. To, but like, isn't that a numbers that game? Through. This is all no, a numbers no, no, game. No, no, it's, no, no. Yeah. Actually, dropping on a Tuesday is better for you for the Billboard chart because that gives you more days. Dropping on a Friday, it just doesn't make sense overall. It's lost, yeah. It doesn't yeah, value like, your situation. I don't get for a numbers thing, Tuesday is better as well. Like, I, I don't know why this became the norm. And then you listen to it on I Friday. Think it, and then, I, think it, I think ultimately it may, it may come back to Tuesdays. I think it may. I hope so. Because yeah. when you think about it, you when you, most people on a Friday, they're trying to finish their work week. Mm. As soon as they finish their work week going into a Saturday, okay, what are the plans? What laundry I got to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to expect for it's people- It's on a Sunday, yep. You know what I'm saying? To expect for people to just bump new music from Saturday to Sunday is just so weird to me. And I really hope we do bring that back. I thought like maybe it was like we got we to gotta hit some few people up. I didn't know we just got to tell people to do it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Man, that's crazy. I would love to get the information on that because I, I do think it's a numbers thing. Okay. I think that's what it is. I think- the, the cycle for when artists' albums yeah. and streams get counted is like a weird window where Tuesday cuts them off a little bit. Okay. I think it's from Friday to Thursday. Mm. I believe. Uh, we will do. And if we're wrong, let us know in the comments. Yeah, we know you will. No, it used to be dropping on a Tuesday made the most sense for numbers. Mm. And now that everybody's dropping on a Friday, that just became the norm. But numbers-wise, Tuesday was the better one. I don't mm. know if they changed it like yeah. last year, but last time I checked... 
I have no idea. Also, why. there's no leaking anymore. It was like it was, it was supposed to stop international leaking of the records, but right. nothing gets leaked the same way. You deliver it I to the DSPs, and then it goes when it goes yeah. when it's time. You know. So Reggie mentioned your interview with Will Smith. One okay. of my favorite interviews. Budapest Hungry. That was wild. <laughs> that Go to Budapest. Wild. Go to Budapest. Yeah, For Will shit. Smith, you would have to. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. But, you you uh, had to sit in the pretzel for that? What happened? You had to sit in the pretzel, toes open, Budapest sound people. Truly, Alex is a jokester. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Reggie, she mentioned your interview with Will Smith, and obviously we've seen you interview a ton of people on camera. I'm sure you got a ton of people off camera. Um, I want to know for you, since you've talked to so many different people, and the easy question is to say, what is your favorite? What is your least favorite? Mm -hmm. Who is your favorite? I want to know what's your most fulfilling. Who is, who, mm. what has been the most fulfilling interview for you up to date? I, 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 it, it, it connects to the biggest, I think. Same way, though, honestly. Mm -hmm. like, for sure. I think the Jay-Z and the Drakes are both different for ways. Sure. Like, you know, again, probably Jay, because I feel like, again, I'm blessed to say that me and Jay have, have built enough of a actual friendship through the years so at the time before 44 he hadn't really told his story outside of the music which was very telling at that time um so for him to finally agree to do it and he didn't put a lot of pretense on it it was more like let's just do it and see what happens mm -hmm. and even though he had ultimate authority of how it would come out he didn't make any real changes and it came out to the world i think that's probably the most fulfilling sure. because i felt like he's actually the, you know he's the greatest yeah. and like and also we represented that period but then again the drake is special too because i felt with drake the whole point i was trying to say was even convincing him to do it was you're not going to tell your story like you've been the dominant force of culture for a decade like mm. you're not going to sit and tell your story like mm. you it's, it's criminal you can't not do that like i sure. get that you have your issues with press and whatever like mm. so i think both things even though they were also the biggest not to sound like you know like on some ego shit yeah. They also personally feel very fulfilling because I know the conversations that had to happen to make those things happen too. Mm -hmm. Like there's a process, there's a level of like love and respect and trust to get to mm -hmm. those points. So I think those are too much the pillars of what we do. But even just now, I think each thing, sitting with Mike Bivens just now, literally mm -hmm. hours ago, like mm -hmm. like that's new edition. Like that's yeah. Mike Bivens. Like, like, like nobody, I was joking like before I was married, like when I was single, like <laughs> Imagine dating a girl, like, imagine dating a girl, whether she's Asian, white, or black, mm -hmm. and you put on a new edition and Shorty's like, I don't like that shit. This shit is whack. He's like, what? You would think this, she's an alien. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like, there's no girl. There's no, That's a, there's it's no, giving red flag. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. nobody that hears new edition and goes, yeah. I don't like new edition. They're whack. Yeah. How could that be? Like, they're not a polarizing thing. Like, you <laughs> love new edition. Yeah. Yeah. If you know about it, yeah. like, nobody's ever listened to new edition about that. I hate Drake. I love Drake. Yeah. I hate Jay. Yeah. I love it. Like, it's new edition. Yeah. So I'm saying, and Mike Bivens was like the hip hop guy to us from yeah. that click yeah mm -hmm. and what he represented he's in the videos of rock Kim. he's with jam master j like so and he, he said to me you know he's finding this crazy shit. he's like yo he turned on the breakfast club he's gonna do it now but he turned it down for like mm. he's like i'm gonna sit with i'm sitting with math hoffa and i'm sitting with you mm. and mm. i was like wait what he's like yo i had a vision like he's like i don't really know you elliot <laughs> but dream. i fuck with you i believe I that shit. with your energy but, yeah. but like i know yeah. what you mean to the culture I'm, I, math's my guy from way back, but I'm mm -hmm. sitting with Math Hoff. I'm sitting with you. So these moments still motivate me, Savon. Like, mm -hmm. I still, like, so I feel that still drive of like. Then it makes me just. That's the fiend part of me. I'm like, yo, mm -hmm. I just want these moments of like, yeah. like it. So it keeps motivating me. So I don't have that magical like that completes yeah. it, but. Mm -hmm. I do think that Jay and the Drake are great and unique in their own way, and even like any idea even with Will Smith of like, yo. Like, I always joke about, my wife tells the story of, like, when she was running Vibe magazine. Shout out my wife, Danielle Smith. 
when she was running Vibe magazine, she was trying to get a Mariah Carey cover, right? And Mariah was like dodging her and shit. And then she was like, <laughs> okay, but if you come to Ifufu mm. Island Spa yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatever the fuck, you know, I'll sit with you. Yeah. So Dan's like, what the fuck? And went to the shit. That's real yeah. journalism. And pulls up and knocks on her door. She's yeah. like, oh shit. Yo, keep okay. it a buck. Wife, wifey be teaching you shit? Absolutely. The like wife, if, She's the one. She shouldn't be wifey if she ain't teaching you Come shit. Come on, Al. That She's the good. one that. <laughs> Come on, Al. You, 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 you took that jewel? Yeah. You say it again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you, she, you, yeah, you said she taught you how to structure a music review. Yes. Look at Rez. Look at the journalist. We, we doing alley-oops here. For Why do you think you source. came here? Huh? Why do you think you came here? What? Right? <laughs> yeah, it's called the kicker. Like, what's your, what's your outro line? It's like, right. what's your pop at the end? Like. And also, the, even she also taught me constructive criticism of like everybody can say, "Oh, shit's whack, shit's trash." Like we were joking about Ceci Red. Like, I'm like, yeah. okay, I get it. Like you could criticize her, but why does it work? Why, what, exactly. what does she do right, and exactly. what does she do wrong? Mm-hmm. That's called constructive criticism, exactly. right? Like she's not just whack, or else she wouldn't be running around going pound town or ski. Yeah. But <laughs> is she the most gifted ski. in this area? No. But no. like, let's point out what she's doing right yeah. and what she could correct. Constructive criticism was one thing, mm-hmm. and having those kickers. But again, with the Mariah Carey thing, it was like, yo, go get the story. That's journalism. Go mm-hmm. get the story, mm-hmm. right? If everybody said, yo, I love need to know. Uh, James Harden says he wants to talk to you all. He wants yeah, to slide, slide. Like, go, like go get that. <laughs> sto- like go get that story. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like go get the story. Like a lot of people get spoiled with that shit. It's like yo, come to my location. Come to this in Brooklyn, or come to my mm-hmm. that radio station model of like they got to come to you and like mm, okay. sit at your thing. No, go get the story. We got yeah. cameras. Like let's. Oh, move. that's why you ain't been up okay. Just them, at us, Elliot. Them... <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> well, go get the story. So I'm yeah. proud of the Will Smith too. Of like yeah. yo, we literally you went to fucking. I don't want to go to Budapest, huh? But you want? That shit ain't popping. I like that. Will Smith. Can't go back That's now, Al. Watch your mouth. Now you can't go back. There ain't no baddies. How long was the flight? Ain't no baddies. If it's he said D.O., I would have been like, yeah. We in there. We in there. Nah, it was eight, eight hours, ten hours. I don't even know. For sure. Me, my wife, and beat out. Let's yeah. go. Let's do it. Before we transition to whatever mm-hmm. we want to go yeah. to next, I do want to ask about those fulfilling interviews and those big moment interviews. How much of those interviews are edited? Because well, my thing is, it's got, <laughs> and, and we don't gotta get into specific. Brought up what I, was Wait, say. Oh, gotta, I know a specific one, Elliot. I'm not gonna mention it. You know which one I'm talking about? He may not know. And again, okay, we don't have know. to mention any specifics. I wouldn't, but as a yeah, fan, okay. as a fan, as a consumer of the culture, yep. right? So we had this debate on our podcast about your interview with Drake, right? Yep. And my thing is, I want Drake to go sit with the U's, the Gilly Wallows, the Joes, the Charlotte, whoever it is. I don't give a fuck if he's in the culture. I want him to go sit, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, when you get a Drake, yep. he has the final say, which yes. I understand. Yes. I get that. But do you? I, no, start at magnitude, okay. magnitude, you have it's a collaboration. It's uh, partnership. Exactly. So that's how you have to deal with it. So I'll get I'll walk you through the Drake shit. So he finally agrees, but then it's it's gotta be his house, it's gotta be Theo, his guy, who's this amazing um photographer, videographer, like he's amazing. Theo's dope. So it's in his house, it's set up, Theo's shooting it, he controls the whole shit. Mm. It's a collaboration, but mm-hmm. there's no pretense of like, you can't ask me about this, you can't, but, but we're not live, right? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. one thing. So we do the interview. Yeah. And um, we know it's going to be a negotiation back and forth of what the final product is that y'all, y'all going to see when it comes out. 
So I remember getting the file back. It's two hours and 20 minutes. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm like, that's a full. Yeah. It's perfect. I'm like, Khaled, yeah. I like what Drake likes. <laughs> I like no changes. What Drake likes. I like what Drake likes. <laughs> no changes. Perfect to me. But then I made sure, like, is, is the Kanye shit in there? Is the Pusha yeah. shit? Like, the hot topics that are in there. Right. The changes he made was like, he took out, I had, I had teased him about the whole uh Chris Brown bottle shit that shut New York City nightlife forever. Yeah. As you know, say that, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. New York City nightlife. Facts. Yeah. And uh, uh the serious XM deal wasn't official yet. Right. Like things like that, little nitpicky type shit he cut out. Got you. But you saw what you saw. But you know what? You respect yeah. the fact though that those magnet artists of those magnitude can do that, right? Because that's what be a, that's what that's our argument was like. about. Part of also, as much as I'm yeah. saying that he should do these other outlets, I wonder if they could be partners with him to get it out to the world. Mm. I think he could film a Drink Champs interview. Mm -hmm. Will we ever see it? Mm. Those are steps yeah. that have to happen, right? Mm -hmm. A Joe Budden, mm -hmm. even no disrespect, or Gilly mm -hmm. Wall, whoever like. So my point is like, it is a collaboration. Nicki Minaj with Crown. The first Nicki Minaj Crown I did, yeah. she had final approval. Sent the thing to her, she had no changes. That's mm. what you saw. Fire. I think part of being a journalist in this modern era is that that's part of it. Like you can't deny someone's stature as a star. It doesn't take your integrity away if you execute the vision right. Right. You oh. didn't. You didn't watch the Drake interview and felt like it was compromised. He didn't mm. talk about Kanye or talk about Pusher. Right. He got his shit off. They just want to feel in control, and if they get to a certain level of stature, they mm -hmm. earn that. That's so what, it's, it's a collaboration. You heard it here first. You gotta learn how to deal. That's, that's business. You gotta be a businessman, right? Yeah, like, yeah. As you do it, like you make those decisions with your people. Like what what's gonna come out in the final edit mm -hmm. with Joe, whoever. It's mm -hmm. like that's part of it. For so sure. yeah, at this point, you can't put your journalism flag on and be like, I'm not making the integrity. Of the <laughs> My Drake shit still reeks of journalism integrity. Absolutely, yeah. it's two twenty. It's the best Drake interview ever. Absolutely, and yes, he did have final approval. Mm -hmm. But that's what you saw. And Got at it. the end of the day, man, if artists of that magnitude- And Jay too, same thing with Jay. I thought it didn't, it didn't connect to the 444 <laughs> album. That's a part but of the story. Jay. That's he a part of the story. You gotta, it, it didn't connect to it. You gotta do 92 bricks and to I get there. And I thought he would take it out. If I brought anyway, it to him, he okay. would have asked it to be taken out. So mm -hmm. I kind of got a step ahead of it. Almost mm -hmm. if I was Savon editing the Joe Budden podcast. I was like, <laughs> if I keep it in, he's gonna be like, all right, yeah, this in here. Take but it now, out. But yeah. I will never so know. So I got ahead of it, right? But here's the funny part. When I did that, he's all on the Drake album, 92 Bricks, blah, 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 blah. He kept rapping about 92 Bricks. After I took it out, Jay went on a 92 Bricks run of yeah. like rapping about the shit. Yeah. Nipsey Hustle freestyle. Yeah. 92 yeah. Bricks. He, in the, if you listen to the whole uh, tribute he did to Nipsey, he raps about the 92 Bricks. So he tells the story somewhat in okay. that. Okay, okay, okay. If you watch that video. Mm -hmm. Okay. But like, it's funny because it brought a whole new life to the 92 Bricks story once I took it out. Because yeah. then. Jay loved it. I took it out and then like laughed at the whole <laughs> hysteria it caused. And then he kept referencing the 92 bricks. So it had a whole 92 brick second life. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah. LA put it out. Let me do, do something on this DJ Khaled track. <laughs> 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 Let me get my shit off real quick on this shit since L want to be all politically correct. Now, yo, one thing I realized about Rap Radar interviews, they're relatively like shorter. I always wanted to be one hour. That was my whole thing. Like really? anything past an hour. You have to earn your time. Like I feel like my biggest critique of the pod era of podcasting, I think probably Joe is the only one who kind of kind of still long form right. holds your interest, right? Yeah. He could give you a three hour pod and you know, combat could do it too with yeah. Chuck D or whatever. Like so other than if you're not combat at Joe Budden, 
Cut your shit down, nigga. Like you know, nobody <laughs> want to hear you talk about shit for like two hours. I don't know. I feel like that's two the... and a half. Like, like cut it down. I'm, it must be a, a nightmare for you, Savon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how you do it. It's like, nah, yeah, you should be long somebody, days over there. There's too much long potting going on. Stop Got long it. potting. I feel like that's the like, essence of podcasts. Huh? It's not. It's not like a content interview. It, I feel like that's the essence of podcasts. You <laughs> listen to it on your commute. Right. It's just people like chopping it up like a group chat. But you I always felt so? like. Past an hour, you have to earn that to <laughs> earn that extra interest that's to fair, keep people that's in fair. tune. But I think it depends. Everybody right? earns an hour, I think. It depends. Past that, you know, <clears> it so. depends why people are tuned in. Okay. Right. So a Joe uh, Joe Rogan or Joe Budden, mm -hmm. right? They go long hours. Yeah. Super They're just long. Talking, Joe like, Rogan could do like three or four hours, and yep. people will tune in. But he earned it. No, yeah, he I earned it, it. Right. Yeah, yeah. But then there's a comedian I just got put on to, Theo Vaughn. You familiar? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -mm. Theo Vaughn. No, He's no, a comedian, no. white dude, the funny, Caucasian hilarious. Man. Yeah. He is fucking. He just yeah. says whatever. I will watch him <laughs> as long as he put a podcast out. <laughs> yeah, you feed him. Yeah, I, I think that's the essence of a podcast. But he earned your time. You say he earned my time. Legit, he earned my time. But. It's because I'm able to connect to him. Mm. I'm here for him. So I think when we talk about the length of a podcast, now we get real technical, right? Mm -hmm. The length of a podcast. If yeah, you, you probably know more than most of us. No, yeah. that is, yeah. sure. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But the length of a podcast, right? We could go to advertisers. We could say, hey, I'm putting out three hours every single week. It's 85% consumption rate. This is the value of my podcast, mm. right? You put out an hour and it's 60%. Which one is more valuable? Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So now it's a numbers game. Now it's a way, how can I gauge my audience? How can I gauge my interest? How can I monetize what it is that I'm doing? So for us, we average about, wait, about an hour, hour and, and a half, half, two hours. I was going to say, what do you think the average is? If, you, if I wanted to be a quality yeah. young potter out the game, <laughs> I got to deliver like 90 minutes, you think? I don't, I don't think that's good. I don't think you have to, right? And I think it also it also depends because like you said, with the whole Bobby, she's your op low key. With Bobby, with Bobby, we all got ops. <laughs> she <laughs> chops her shit up so well yeah. that her like two minute reels will equivalent three hours if you watch all of them and all these people you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. so it's it's math it's like I try to break it down so I'm gonna give y'all a little inside scoop I'm gonna don't be mad <laughs> don't be mad yeah. Reggie Alex I'm not don't gonna be mad, mad. I'm not gonna be mad. mad we I'm did a, a you know so we don't really do interviews too much right okay we like oh, to yeah. build our base You're we special. like to build our foundation yeah. again we we've learned from who we've learned from we've seen how it's worked and it's been working for us it's been like real organic yeah. growth well thank you we for having me then no thank you <laughs> for real legit thank you. Like, <laughs> we do not really have too many guests <laughs> yeah Right, so um, prior to our episode, we had Ish. And so since we don't normally do guests, when we had somebody of that magnitude, like for me, I knew we needed the infrastructure, mm -hmm. right? We had Parks on a few years ago. Our YouTube went crazy. It was a huge spike. We got subscribers, followers, views, mm -hmm. but we couldn't retain it, mm -hmm. in my opinion, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And the fact that we're blessed to have access to the Parkses, to the Ishes, mm -hmm. now obviously you pulled up on the pod for me, like that's a luxury. I don't mm -hmm. take it for granted. Mm -hmm. And so if you do want to come on the pod, I want to make sure we're going to be able to repurpose it. We're going to be able to reach the people that we want to reach, that mm -hmm. we deserve, that you deserve. We're going to do it the right way. Right. When it comes to podcasting and, and when it comes to like the, the Joe Rogans and the Theo Vaughns and the Joe Budden and repurposing, I think what it is is we have to kind of hit the mark. Mm. It's important for us yeah. to kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's important for us to hit that mark. Internally, I wanted to take Ish's episode and I wanted to chop it up like I was Vlad. <laughs> no exaggeration. 30 clips. Part 37. 50, 50 clips. I, 
I'll let you know you, You're a Capricorn <laughs> So I know when you feel something You feel that going. shit right? You about to shot my shit up okay? <laughs> I'm just, We just I'm get to up in this yeah, But yeah, I'm gonna yeah. reveal something I didn't even talk to them about it right mm-hmm. So they felt strongly about going about it one way I yeah. felt another way They was like look Let's put out the episode Let's give the people the content And then we could bust it down mm-hmm. I was like no I wanna bust you it down You wanna tease and it then, and spread it No out. no we, said, we, we agreed on teasing like two YouTube clips yeah. And a bunch of Instagram little like nice trailers Drop the episode of full, then, then drop see, like 50 see, Capricorns, clips. Capricorns, they don't, they don't what, lie. They just, we, don't, they just don't tell the whole that truth. That is what we agree on. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to give y'all credit. If y'all let me get to where I was going, I was going to Sorry, sorry, sorry. It worked out better yeah. their method. Right? Yeah. Okay. So when you talk about the 92 bricks yeah. and the VDOT situation, <laughs> I'm sure in the moment, you was like, nah, nigga, we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do this. Yeah. But in hindsight, I'm sure you probably looked at VDOT like, you know what? I, I rock with where you're going. So how often is it that you got to trust people, uh, specifically BDOT, because mm-hmm. yeah. y'all are synonymous, y'all are linked together. Yeah, it's, how it's often a partnership. you got to like, you know I, what I'm saying? Like, but I trust respect him. his part. It's a partnership. I yeah. mean, I'm blessed. That I, and I love his development, like, and how he's grown, like, and how people care about his opinion in hip hop. And literally, like, I think people like, be like, you know, put somebody on. It's like, yo, look what BDOT's become. It's just like, mm. what do you mean I'm going to help people put people on? It's like, BDOT used to work for you. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was... He, XXL is like he's editorial assistant. He's here in the mass head. I'm editor in chief. Wow, mm, got damn. It. Like he was always this person who stepped in a room and to his credit was bold enough to speak at the end of the meeting and like, you know, a little intern or whatever yeah. lower level things like <laughs> who got else something to say about blah blah blah. Mm. Here come B dot with his whole shit. This is like <laughs> and then you roll your eyes and it's just like this nigga. Like, what's the list. Well, he he's now. that person. Like now he's the list man. I know. And y'all can these rappers is in their feelings they about how he feels about their records. Like it's mad. insane to me. Like so yeah, I think it's a partnership. So it's like I love B dot. I respect him and he's grown so much. Like so yeah. But yeah, the night two bricks thing is like, yo, it was just it was just funny because it was like it didn't connect to what we were presenting, which was four forty four, this album by Jay. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a great, you know, myth story in hip hop of like the origin, blah blah. But it's For like sure. I kind of loved it. it. Ends up being a sort of mystical thing of like, yeah. you don't see that per se. Mm-hmm. It ended up working out right. Do you do you feel like you have a structure in your life? Uh, working in the media and being a journalist, uh, does, how do how do days look for you? You know, coming up in this space right now, it just feels like every day can look so different. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you still no, it's no, there's no, no set structure. St- oh, oh, also, shit. The, I was a big office culture person, which is forever impacted by the pandemic yeah. and COVID, mm-hmm. and like we don't have that anymore. I come from the old school of like the the Leo Cohen, Des Perez shit of like. Mm-hmm. There's an the office. office. Yep. I'm the first one in. Yeah. I'm the last one, one out. out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And fuck everybody. And this is my chamber. And like, it feels like kill work. everybody. Yeah. But like, you know, now you go get a sandwich in Midtown and no one's there. Yeah. Literally. Because these skyscrapers is not are filled empty. up. Like, these empty. big office buildings are not yeah. filled up from floor 12 to floor yeah. 52. So yeah. Yeah. it's an adjustment, dog. Like I'm saying, like, I, that's why I'm trying to figure out even like, so I'm not, my thing is to empower myself, Ellie Wilson experience. Like, Let's figure it out as we figure it out. Like, let me just empower myself. I do know one thing, like I was saying earlier, people want great content. So how can I deliver that? And then that'll lead to whatever that new structure is. I don't have it set up. Like, there's no no structure anymore in that sense of it, Mm. other than the consumption, that the Mm. audience wants that. They're on their phones. They're on YouTube. They want to watch things. They want to feel things. They want to connect. Like, that's that's the device. There's no magic appointment viewing on tv there's no magic mm. job that's gonna save your life it's just like yeah 
we're out here just creating content. And I think still the best content is going to win. That's how I have to look, look at it. Look like, at it, yeah. Yeah, it great content is going to stand out. Always, quality yeah. content is going to stand out. Like, people are going to watch this. This is quality content. Like, mm. that's what's important. I think the yeah. Elliot Wilson experience is really going to work because Thank you, brother. people that think that you're just sit down and serious and I just write down my, <laughs> I just, I just write down my yeah. questions. Like, they are really going to see yeah, a side. Bo- it could yeah. be boring, Alex. I'm it, boring. I, no, you're, you're my man. Change the narrative. Yo, you be blocking niggas. Yo, you're my man. Yo, you be blocking oh, niggas. I made the blocking fun though. You gotta admit though. I give niggas a soundtrack and hit the thing. I gotta stop doing that. I, I, I gotta go back to that. I just stopped. That's fun though. Red, you like how I be blocking people? Huh? You don't like that? We see me do the videos of blocking care. people. Why you so You slow do motion? what you keep your peace. Yeah. yeah. Here's the, when yeah. I was in early days, I'm gonna tell you the truth. The early days of Twitter, I prided myself like, I'm not blocking no one. I yeah, that's me. That's me. I deal with your hate. And that's me. That's me. You and that's me. DM you to tell you about your mama, and I'm not blocking anybody. I ain't that's no coward. Me. That's me. Not anybody say nothing. I ain't even like, go on, nigga. Go on. Go on. That's me. I'm the opposite. <laughs> Look at the evolution. Yo, but you yeah. know what I realized? It's everyone. like Drake. Remember Drake was if you were nobody, that beats yeah. everybody. It's like it's yeah. the complete opposite. I was like, I'm gonna just take my access away from him. Yeah. I don't know. I do yeah, have because your yeah. your your privilege, your dog, your privilege is to talk to me. What are no. you talking about? Talk, talk, <laughs> talking to me. Like, and talk. also, you're just like you're just trying to get a rise out of it's me, as troll. they say. Yeah, it's just yeah. like yo. Like you're too comfortable, like, and when they meet you in real life, yeah. it's a whole different energy. They're like, "Oh my god, I'm yeah. such a they big fan." They never give you that yeah, energy exactly. in real life, exactly. but they're very. They want to connect to you, so they yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, my new shit is it's trolling like, them back. Savon, your podcast ain't shit because you know what? I'm an amazing cameraman, so I can make your shit hot. Like <laughs> that's the audition. It's like yeah. shit on my yep. thing, and then you want a job. Like yeah. you know, get a like, reaction. You know, yeah. It's like put yeah. your thing down because. You actually whack, but you'd be dope if you got me on because I'm about to be blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah. that's not your job audition. People got to stop doing that. That's a bad habit of like yeah. tearing something down, right. acting like that's your jump off for your opportunity. Yeah. Like, that's a bad habit. Whole time, they just want your attention. Fast. Off camera, you, you, you said something and I can't, I'm not going to lie to you. I was shocked because it really told me how much you pay attention to people, to the culture, Uh-oh. to the craft. It's kind of scary. And no, it's, it's, it's nothing crazy, uh-huh. but you, you said something to me and you know my friends Alex Reggie the people that know me they kind of know they know the work that I put in again we can relate outside of just having the same fucking birth date like I can see <laughs> I, you know, we real working on okay, 14 okay, okay, you feel what I'm Church saying little twin. so like you, you, you know the work that you put in and again going back to if you know you know a lot of people may not know but I was honored when you was like yo you know what I see the impact that you had on the Joe Budden podcast. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did how how are you able to see things in that way and read between the lines? Because you and I never really had a thorough conversation. Mm-hmm. It, this show love publicly and right. yo, what's going on? But it's never been like, yo, this is what I do. This is what I bring to the table. I've never offered my fucking services. Like, yo, yeah. this is what I do. You just kind of see that. So I think how, that's the journalism side of like trying to figure out what's the behind the scenes force around something. Because yeah. always watching. I think it comes from me. Got it's it. like people realize me. It's like all my life before. 2013, I was behind the scenes, right? Like mm-hmm. I always say with Crown, you started to see what I look like, who I am. Mm-hmm. I had a whole two decade career of just like being like, you don't know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. He's even double XL era. It's like, this guy's talking all this shit. Who is this guy? What does he look like? If I see him, I'm gonna beat him up. Like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> so I think I always, I always like get fascinated by, okay, well, who's the behind the scenes force that's yeah. a major part of this, right? Yeah. Like even Parks, like Parks finally was moved up to UC Parks, mm-hmm. okay, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. I felt like you was like that last element of like, okay, well, who's really the person that's like helping yeah. this machine go? So mm-hmm. I think I get fascinated by that. Like, 
It's like looking under the truck of a car. Like, what? who's really the engine? Like, who's really part of that whole thing that's making it happen? So I think it just comes from that with magazines where it's like so much of the time before my whole, this era of my career, I didn't want to be known as seen. I wanted to be anonymous. I wanted to be... To an extent. Behind the scenes. It's to you know, an extent. You said, yeah. you, you No, but now I welcome it. I know, like, I so now niggas like Elliot Wilson. Yeah, and yeah. Like, they see me and it's like, I can't hide can't it. Hide like, it. Elliot Wilson, I love your interviews. Yeah. Like, that's the energy. So, but I think that I do, I'm also, I would also, I will, if I ever be fascinated by who's the behind the scenes force behind something mm -hmm. so and their dedication you, to that. So, why you ain't look for me? <laughs> oh, come on, Alex. Huh? He was sitting I, right I, next I, to I him, Elliot. But you know what, though? I only brought that up because a lot of people really don't know that I was screen man. So to, to your point about working yeah, behind the scenes, yeah, it sense. was like, okay, cool. Like, this is dope. But it's like, people will run into me like, yo, I thought you were like some middle-aged white guy. Like, I had no idea. So 100%. putting a face on something is like- It matters. It does kind of matter, yeah. yeah. So I'm glad Especially you're in this era, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. discovering, brother. Yeah. I'm it's a, it's a very right. thankless, <laughs> thankless <laughs> job. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's thankless being behind the scenes. But honestly, I'm kind yeah. of enjoying it because I'm an editor at Vibe now. And okay. I'm kind of like Congrats. in my era- Shout out to Thank you. Yes, yes. I love working with Dejuan. But I'm kind of enjoying like- be, you know, taking that backseat, just making sure everybody's writing is on point. I'm, I barely, uh, my bylines aren't like all over the place anymore because I'm more busy editing. And I'm kind of enjoying that though, like not being the face and not being like the hmm. writer with the full cover story. Maybe I'll grow out of that in like a year and I'll be complaining. But right now, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like that, that kind of has a rewarding aspect of it as well. You're just helping people be the best that Yeah, I think they that's the being a journalist and like yeah. you're saying also the editor. Like I wanted to be the editor. I wanted to yeah. be the one who made the decisions. I didn't want to be, mm. like when I was doing 50 Cent covers, I I wasn't interviewing 50 Cent. Mm. I was trying to find happen. the right person yes. to interview 50 Cent. Okay, it's time to give him a, a, a guy from Queens also, or mm. he should sit with a woman this time, or he should sit mm. with this cat. Like, See, but that's you're, important. You're throwing yeah. all the plays, like, but there was no glory in that because, like, now in this era, it's like they don't understand what that is. Like, if I did every cover, imagine if that era I did every 50 Cent cover story. And then from like 05 to whatever, you see every photo of me and 50 Cent. Every photo that me and him, like, you'd be like, oh, this nigga's a legend. Oh my God. 50 Cent over that That wasn't yeah. the way back then. Yeah, now yeah. it's so much about front facing and being that type mm -hmm. of person. Back then, mm -hmm. to your point, Reg, it's like, as an editor or journalist, you're, you're almost taught to be behind the scenes of what is mm -hmm. being built. Like the artistry and yeah. everything is above that situation. Right. Like you're the behind the scenes force that people don't see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now we're in much more of a front facing era of like, okay, this is Savon. This is mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. like these guys that helped build the Joe Bunnett thing. Yeah. These are those guys, yeah. and like mm -hmm. this is what they look like. So sure. that's been a transition literally in the last like five to ten years. For like, sure, mm -hmm. it's different. What's your relationship like with Fifty? You you mentioned Fifty. <laughs> You said it before. You, yeah. you said this seven years ago on a Breakfast Club. Yeah. So yeah, he said yeah. it recently. Well, and he also, you just said, like, yo, me and 50, we don't really have a relationship. No, no, but y'all did a lot of work. Go for it, right? He said, 50 can't stand me. That's what you said. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> what you said on academic. Don't like me. Yeah. That's supposed to be Queens niggas. <laughs> what happened? South side and Woodside. I know. That's a lot of. Give us a scoop. What happened? Talk to Fifth. Now look, Southside and Woodside is very different. It's opposite. No, no, no. Like, thank you. Thank you. I tried to explain it. Salute to the forties. Salute to all them. But it's very different. Like down the Jamaica side. People don't know. I'm more like in the Queensbridge, Long Island City. LIC vibe. You can see the LIC bridge right there. Yeah. So yeah, traditionally these type of Queens cast don't get along. We're from different sides of town. Like, no, I just look. I respect Fifty, but like we were never like. We were never super cool. We did great business. Right. Um, shout out Vanessa Satin. She was kind of always the middle ground. She runs the XXL. XXL to this day. Yeah. So every business we did was Drew Vanessa. So mm -hmm. 
We never had a personal point. That's, that's why we Probably get mad why. when people like act like we were cool and then we fell out. We were never super cool. But oh, okay. obviously I respect him. I say this about 50 and I say every time, like nobody ever, the reason why we always like big up 50's run is so unprecedented. We had never seen nobody in hip hop be the king of the underground and king of the mainstream at the same Simultaneously, time. Simultaneously, yeah. Never. Yeah. Like 800,000, 800,000. Like what he did in that era 03, was great for my career, great for everybody, like unprecedented. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and obviously he's a smart dude. He's 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 like evolved to like television and what he's done there. So it's all respect to him. But yeah, we never had our own we never had a real personal rapport. So you, you know, know and, and, and then it came out to the world that he's like, fuck Elliot or whatever. It's like, but it's what it is. Like, <laughs> what does that stem you know? from? We did great know? work. Do you huh? know what that stems from? The fuck Elliot. I think it stems from <laughs> a particular um, situation. Yeah. 50s like, yo, if you ain't fuck with me a bit. Also, I did. Remember, I did rap radar when he's doing "This Is 50. Mm, so okay. I feel like, mm, okay, like mm. I don't think he loved that me and Paul Rosenberg, who was, was a partner to him with Eminem, whatever. Got we it. started rap radar. Mm. He's got "This Is 50. Mm. It felt like a real personal thing of like I'm getting my website popping. Mm-hmm. You're getting the website popping. I think it was like that was the final straw of like I don't fuck with this. Kind of like that situation with him and Dr. Dre with the headphones. Exactly. There was a few. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. That kind of. Nah, probably yep. you probably ain't write enough yeah yo interviews. I love you. That's my Yale's, birthday twin. Yo. Yale's the only one that I went to like hear his album in per- like Yale played me his album. I remember like I remember going to sessions like I never sat with nobody but shout Yale. Shout I was kind of good man. with Yale. Yale played okay. me the whole thoughts of a predicate felon. Oh, fine. I love that. Studio. I love and that. And to 50's credit, his other thing that 50 did that was dope. Yeah, Jay wouldn't do it, but 50 would do it. 50 would stand next to his artist and do the cover because that was the big thing. It's like I can't just put Lloyd Banks on the cover. I love Lloyd Banks, but at that time, it's not going to sell mm-hmm. if it's just Lloyd Banks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, 50, will you stand next to Lloyd Banks? Mm-hmm. Hey, 50, will you stand next to Tony Ayo? Like 50 would show up on time before anybody oh. and stand by his artist and sell that cover with that artist. Where a lot of big artists would not do that for the young yeah. artists. They wouldn't nice stand by that. Like, yeah, we yeah, when I got this whole Jay Beanie thing. That was drama to get Jay behind Beanie Siegel. Like wow. that. That was drama to that get. So I do credit Fifty with that. Where Fifty was like about his business of like, I'm gonna stand, stand next to my artist and like yeah. really elevate the G and the brand. Mm-hmm. Now it might be. It might be uh, the beef might be squashed now. We're gonna hit Fifth up because <laughs> 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 you know he on you tour. He feeling good as hip hop Fifty. You know what I'm saying? Fifty hip hop Fifty like. I think shit could be squashed. <laughs> I think shit could He's be like, squashed. He's like, you get yeah. what I'm picking? You're picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that, Alex. <laughs> Good luck with Got that, you. Damn, Queens niggas versus Queens uh, niggas. Look. I ain't mad at you that. You said, but you don't want to tap into Southside Woodside, so yeah, I don't know nah, you on that. I, I got you on that. You're right. It is very different. Very different. Look, we even talk a lot of music today. Shout out to all the little shorties in law, too. Oh, shit, shit. Shout out to all the Yo, E, what you know? <laughs> But you know about the little shorties over there, over there on Merrick. Oh, I, was, I was I was single. Damn, this back nigga in the day. was single before. <laughs> I be forgetting Yo, niggas be single. No you you know how somebody was really outside when he kept saying I was single. We <laughs> <laughs> see the ring. That nigga said no. He said that shit ten times today. Yo, I ain't going from. It was a time where I was, I was single. single. Yeah, we know. Saying. Look, we've been talking about that dollar van to certain destinations. <laughs> my oh my about goodness. The do- but see, you, y'all New Yorkers don't know how it was to enter a van at a random. Hello, how, right? The the van the was shorty look good. You got you got to get up in the dollar van. Dollar van. Mind you, everybody got a different slot. You know, it's it's the you on that E train. They drop you to the unknown land. You're like on 179. What street is that? 179? And you hop out. Man's division. You know, look. Like, Yo. you, you hopping out of a Ford Eco van with nine other people with nine other destinations. Hey, this is is she know. on the road, the drive, the avenue? What is it? Where are we know. going? Well, now, nah, because of, of inflation, it's 150 now. Come on, For real? Yes, wow. it's pretty sad. Dollar van is 150 now? Treacherous. Say what? Treacherous. Look, we've been talking a lot of... 
We can talk about Jordan South. You that shit? You want to talk? One fifty? Nah, you don't. You don't say Vaughn to Elmhurst, nigga. He just being quiet. I was born in Elmhurst. I was born in Elmhurst Hospital. Say what? Yeah. Oh, that was the same day. No, it was East Elmhurst. I wasn't born in Elmhurst. I wasn't born. I lived in East Elmhurst. I wasn't born in Elmhurst. Just go with the story. Go with the story. Oh, these niggas is really twins. Nah, I'm like, no. Yo, you was cool before you said that. That's my man's, but that's some capital shit. I ain't mad at that. Um, we talked about 50, 50 Cent, 50 years of hip hop. We here. It would be like. Fucking, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention 50 years of hip-hop with Elliot Wilson yeah. on the platform. So I want all of us to answer this question. Right. And if y'all going to have some time to just kind of think about what those moments are for you. Right. But I want to talk about what is the standout moment for you, Elliot, as somebody who's documented this culture, um, um, shared this culture with us. What is one of those moments in the 50 years or whatever the years are for you that you've covered hip-hop that stands out for you? Like, this is hip-hop. Like, we always say... In the NBA terms, right? We'll say, yo, if the aliens came down and you had to give them a starting five of the greatest five niggas that ever touch a ball, then who would your lineup? I just want to know one. I don't need to know five, but just give us one moment of hip hop that you had to tell an alien, like, this is hip hop for me. I think it's, uh, my wife talks about it a lot. It's, it's seeing, I was determined when they announced the Watch Drone Tour mm. internationals, like, I have to see niggas in Paris in Paris. Mm. And that's the, I booked the thing and like I hit Jay. And He's like, it. smart man. <laughs> uh, like, so like, that's how he you talks. Know. Smart man. <laughs> What's that, right, though, that's though. So like, yeah, I, like he, he didn't fly me out. I had to play my own flight, hotel, yeah. whatever. But like I had tickets to the show. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I saw Hit Boy. I met Hit Boy for the first time and like mm -hmm. we're backstage. And it's just like, and it, that was the whole culture of like, again, and bringing the song back again. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, Dream is there, Spike Lee, all these different people. Like, Amazing. it's just the power of hip hop. Like, we're in Paris. Yeah. They're yeah. literally saying niggas in Paris, in <laughs> Paris. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, and they did the record for like 45 minutes, kept bringing the shit that back. Was... Yeah. There's no AC in this motherfucker. We're in some weird shit in Paris. And running we're sweating, on fumes. Yeah. Running on fumes. I'm with my wife. And it's just, <laughs> it's amazing. Like, so the power of hip hop, you know what I mean? Like, internationally, like, yo, we're in Paris. Like, yeah. like, you, like you said, motherfuckers ain't supposed to be here. It's like, right. so I think that's probably always stands out to me as something different because I, I, I thought that moment would be special. I seek that moment out and then it actually did deliver as what, what I thought it would deliver. Like, mm. Mm. Paris in Paris, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Forever wow. Bonds, we were like Hit Boy and different things because he knows. Like, yeah. remember he got too buzzed. He couldn't make the after party. Didn't have the whole after party thing that we went to. Uh -huh. yeah. And I remember going to the after party joint. Like, I remember that was a whole, like, this is a little tight right here, but like the whole like tight jean type yeah, era yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I walk into the spot and um, Jay got some tight jeans on and shit. I got some tight shit on, some tight pants. <laughs> and we're just like, yo, our wise man, let's put these like, tight pants on. Like, Look at us now. So, Look at us now. I mean, yeah. Paris, probably Paris and Paris, but. Um, That's a good one. But even that. as a kid, like I remember like, like I wasn't there for the Run DMC, like put your Adidas moment in the air mm -hmm. type thing. Yeah, but yeah. I remember like, Taping it off WBLS and like feeling like I was a part of it. So that was, that's another one that stands out to me too of like, you know, there's moments where like hip hop it becomes like a whole powerful thing that's beyond just like yeah. the whole situation, you know? Mm -hmm. For sure. For no, sure. I agree. As a kid, I felt like, what was, was that the source of the double XL cover that had all the rappers on it? I forget which one that was. I got Which remember. one? It was a group of all the rappers in the 90s, like late 90s, where they, ah, I'm forgetting, I'm strawing the blank. You're on the blank? The I'm source joint? Yeah, yeah, I think it was the source joint. Nori? Yeah, I think it was the source joint. Yeah, that's probably the whole freshman thing. Yeah. You talking about that? Yeah. yeah. Where so, all, all the rappers were on it? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you yeah. want the story in that? So that yeah, was me yeah, as music yeah. editor. Yeah. 
So the whole point really is like, okay, this ba- basically the harsh part is nobody's good, nobody's big enough to get their own cover, right? Nobody, right. no niggas big enough to get a cover. So yeah. let's take the ten hottest rappers and just make a collage, right? right. So we did that at the source. I think we talking about had Capadonna, Nori, yeah, Big yeah, Pun. Yeah. At the time, couldn't make a decision. So one time at Double XL, the same thing happened where it's like I couldn't figure out who could be the cover. So I did this, I called it Leaders in the New School. And I did like Lupe and Plies, whoever was like, it's 2007. Yeah. So like it's Lupe, Lupe is Plies, it's like Boozy, you know, Crooked Eye, Joel Ortiz. So I do the cover there called The Leaders in the New School. Mm-hmm. It didn't sell well. So I didn't do it again the next year. Right. But then when I left Double XL, Dejuan Thomas, to his credit, Legend. picked up that idea, rebranded it, called it the freshman class. Mm. And with the whole blog era of like the Wale's and the energy, did that cover and it took off for them. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the biggest thing XXL did after I left because they right. branded it that way. So yeah. it's the same idea. The and it was so dope that they did that. Yeah, you know? the freshman covers definitely stuck with me. And I'll end with this before you go, Reggie. I don't care what y'all say. Lil Mama going on that stage with Alicia Keys and Jay Z. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what none of y'all say. That is one of the most legendary things I've ever seen. Because you to try to grab a part of wrist. Do you know what kind of? Yo, yo, do you know what kind of zone you got to be to ignore? That's a different zone. That's a different zone. Like Hov, Hov, no, dust off B to get to the stage. No, and she and then still dub Hov on the stage. That's legendary. She doubled down on that. She was like, yeah, yeah, like she didn't get. That's legendary. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. That is one of my most. She was like, on the way up. She was like, I was so passionate. I'm sorry. She doubled down on it. She was like, yes. Like, she was zone? like, I meant to do that. Oh, man. That's, yeah. that's a different zone. Yeah, that's a different zone. I'm, I'm scared of that zone. What's the one you saying? That zone going to end your career. That zone going to get you out the pain. That shit going to blackball you. That zone going to blackball you. Word. Shout out to little mama. Yo, you no, are a legend so. for that. Don't let nobody hey, tell you not. we you know? You got to be a different type of gangster to try Don't that. Don't shave the war. Don't put me in that zone. Reggie, you got a moment? I do. So I was sent to cover DMX's memorial service at Barclays. And Ooh, I just yeah. remember, like, I got there super early. You know, I'm a punctual girl. But so I got to witness. I said, every- in you. Period. <laughs> and so I got to witness, like, from it being empty from, like, you know, like, 7 a.m. or whatever. And then just the monster truck starting to form. The people mm. in the Rough Riders, like, yeah. leather. Yeah. The whole city coming out. Of course, DMX. And then that was really early. And then obviously the funeral, the service was beautiful. But not only that, but after that, at night, you could still hear people chanting his lyrics from like 9 p.m. echoing off the walls. Like I just remember looking around and being like, this is what journalism is about. This is what we Mm. document. It's not about us. We're not the story. We're telling the story. And then we're going to tell our kids about this. We're going to, their kids are going to tell their kids about this. So, and just him, I don't even have to explain why I chose DMX, but just that moment, I will never forget get it mm. that's why i don't care about being the face i just care about witnessing those moments and that's my that's my pick you want to hear, hear a good dmx story absolutely so <laughs> well i owe a lot to dmx actually so when i took over double xl this is like their 13th issue so when i took over double xl it was it was clearly to me that like i had to get popping early or else they were going to sell the magazine like mm. they had a, a lot of pressure buyer, like yeah it was a lot of pressure so i had to be set out the gate so, you know, Def Jam in that era put out all the big records in the fourth quarter, as they say, December. So you had like Jay-Z, DMX, Ja Rule, all the big releases. Mm-hmm. So the Fabulous. Source had did a double magazine. The Source is putting out a magazine where it's like they put out a double issue. So it comes out in December and it stays on the stands until February. Mm. So they gave me a window and they chose Jay-Z. Time. They chose Jay-Z to put on the cover, right? 
And then we're going to do DMX in February, which come out in uh, March issue, would come out in February. Okay. So I knew that. I was dealing with a uh, shout out to Gabby Peluso. Mm. Shout out to her. Um, that's uh, Skane Dollar's wife. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, shout out to Skane. we got to do DMX. Like, like the source is not going to pull your cover because that was the fear. It's like, mm-hmm. they're doing J. I gotta do X. Like right. I like I, this is the one. Like just throw my shit. Like come on. He's you like, don't let the to. source play y'all sit for two months. And this, like, they're not gonna put no his name the hip hop. You, you know, nobody comes out top of the year. It's like mm-hmm. no one I'm out. They're gonna put X on, they're not gonna pull the cover. They're gonna right. be mad at you, but they're gonna put it. So finally convinced her, she gave me the cover, I did DMX, and out the gate it was super successful. Mm-hmm. So that was my first thing to So then circle back, X is that nigga. I finally decide I'm gonna step in the forefront, I'm gonna do a DMX cover story. So I come down to Miami. What year is this? Like 01, 02, whatever. Like I go to Miami. I fly to Miami. I'm supposed to interview DMX. I'm doing the cover. It's a big deal because I don't do the covers myself. So I fly to DMX. I fly to Miami. I go to Miami. I get to the hotel. I drop my bag. It's like, yo, come to this studio. I come to the studio. It's already like, X says, fuck that. He doesn't want to be in Miami. He wants to go back to New York. Oh, shit. I'm like, nigga, I just landed and I dropped my bag. My <laughs> yeah, bag is, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even yeah. like zip my bag <laughs> open. Like, my bag is in the hotel room. Yeah. I ain't take nothing off. Like, I didn't even shower. Like, I'm just there. So I'm like, oh, fuck, this guy's like bugging. <laughs> and then it's like, you're dealing with all the DMS craziness. So, like, he's here. He's like falling asleep and shit. And you don't wake him up. Don't wake the dog up. Yeah. The dog wakes up fighting. Like, don't wake the dog up. <laughs> and he's like doing all, all this extra shit. So then, fun. um, that's fine. That's so fine. That's, so like, that's how you get a nigga to shut up. Her, the dog wakes up. Imagine you with the dog. <laughs> like, think about how ill of a nigga you gotta be to be the dog that can't be woken up. Like that's some ill shit. Shout out to X, man. Rest so in then peace. he's like, yo, we're about to go to the thing. He's like, we want to go back home. Yeah. So then you get in the car. Say, well, I swear to God, I've never been in a car I was more scared of. This dude's driving oh like 95, God. 100. He's switching lanes. We're going to the Miami airport. I just I just got there, my G. We're flying back. He's He's got two phones. He got one phone for his personal shit. He yeah. got one phone for wifey. Yeah. Like, boo-boo, I'm coming. Boo-boo, I'm coming. So we get to the thing. We get to the airport. It's like we're supposed to go to whatever gate it is. I'm like, fuck, I'm flying back with this guy. It's crazy. Uh, gate 6C or whatever the fuck it is. We go to the gate we get to the gate. He goes, no, no, no. We switched the gate. It's now gate 72, blah, blah, blah. He looks at me. This nigga starts running. <laughs> what you mean? What? He starts running. <laughs> to the gate. That's so he's chaotic. He's like, like booking. Yeah. What you mean? I'm like, holy shit. So I'm like out of breath trying to run to keep up with this motherfucker. Like, I'm, we're running through the airport. Like, you know, dogs is fast. Dog is super fast. <laughs> were you in shape at this, at this no, time in your life? I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I'm dragging my eye. Like, I hope to see him somewhere in the distance. Like, He's like huffing you know, and puffing. I'm, I'm, I'm huffing and puffing. Like, I'm trying to make sure I follow this age. We get to the gate. This is funny. <laughs> Thank you. We get to the gate. He just missed the flight. Damn. Oh my God. Just missed it. It just took off. Damn. He's all mad. Boo boo. Boo boo. I missed the flight. Boo boo. Boo boo. Boo calling his wife, Tashira, uh, at the time. I think yeah, it is. Yeah. Boo boo. I missed the flight. Def Jam calls him like a private thing. We got to find that. Like, it was just insane. Like, wow. But imagine running through an airport with DMX. Like, <laughs> what I, had just, I had flown to him to get the interview. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I'm caught up in his craziness of like trying to give up. Yeah. But then, yeah, Def Jam got him a private thing. So, like, we're on this flight flying back to New York. I pass out. It's just like. <laughs> Did you get the interview? 
Yeah, eventually. Oh, I okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm like, does the story See, have that's a that's the journalist and Reggie. She was like, wait, wait, all that bullshit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get it done? No, but here's the funny thing I learned about DMX. DMX yeah. is a different culture. Like, back in our day, before everything was on video, yeah. uh-huh. the power was in the, as Reg, you could, the power was in the tape recorder, like, mm. oh pulling my gosh, this out yeah. and interviewing you. Mm. Yeah. So what rappers would do was, like, the thorough niggas would not want to say anything on the tape. Like, yeah. like, you'd be talking to young Jay-Z, you'd be like, yo, da-da-da-da. Cause it look like Turn the tape recorder off Facts. I told a nigga Fuck that nigga like, <laughs> like, Yo dog Like I'm Why trying to like, interview that It's not on tape So they'd be very cognizant Of what was on the Audio recorder right. And yeah. what they would say Got it yeah. So X was playing that game With me mm-hmm. Right yeah. So then I'm, talking, I'm talking to him He's talking all this shit Finally I'm like I turn my recorder I said fuck it I'm turning my recorder on I don't give a fuck Yeah. Let me get in trouble <laughs> Yeah. So okay. we're talking about shit Blah blah He says He's like you should have had your recorder on for that shit. <laughs> He's like, I was like, I have my, I have my shit on. Like, you have your shit on? It's on now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was so proud of me. Like, like I got the kids that shit. Like, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, there was a whole game of like, I'm not going to say it on the record. Yeah. I'm a real, mm-hmm. like, it was like, that's the feds. Like, don't say it on the, on the tape. So Who would have fucking known I'm telling you. Elliot I'm telling had you. such a great impression of DMX? <laughs> no, yeah. No, that's no, that's no, really no. good. I like, have listened to yeah. you for the last Whoa. decade of so my you know life. And that is one thing I have learned from you. this fucking yeah, conversation. Not fine, and not for nothing, yo, I think that's part of the reason, because I know we're going to conclude soon. I think that's part of the reason, that's part of the reason why you, you, you're still here. Yeah. Like you have those moments that see hip hip hop and rap, yeah. yeah, it's very fast, yeah, and you got to be able to adapt quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't like the ages conversations that we do have because it's like so long you have it inside you, you'll always be able to do this, man. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I love before, it. Before yeah. we even do get up out of here, yeah. I do want to give my my one moment. If an alien came down, yes, what I would tell him, mm. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Oh yes, yes, because yes, it's yes. fairly recent, right? And I want to talk to our audience, and I think this is a moment where. YN's era, our era could all appreciate, all was there for it. Yeah. But it was Dipset versus the Locks. Mm. Man, mm. legendary. That if mm. if somebody came down from Mars <laughs> Tell them, watch and they that. said, what is hip hop? <laughs> I would put that tape on. Yeah. Because yeah. no matter how you feel about it, right? Jadakiss, 50 in the garden, legit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 60, 70, maybe 81 in the garden. I'll take that. Yep. Yeah. But even the way that Dipset handled it and responded mm-hmm. and the banter yeah. and the commentary yeah. and the swag and the energy and the yeah. confidence, regardless yeah. of how you felt in that moment, yeah. I felt like everything about that night was hip hop for yeah, me. Yeah, that so was magical. 50 yeah. years mm-hmm. of hip hop. Like, I think all of us had amazing moments, but for me, that's the one that kind of stands out. And no, you was in the building? I, I was not. No. Okay. I had just left. I think we was actually recording. I was recording with Joe at that mm. time. Yeah, we ain't yeah. getting tickets. Yeah, we had just left. Um, and I think they were going to go. I don't know if Joe and the guys went. Now they went. They did? I think so. I wanted to go. I yeah. definitely wanted to, mm-hmm. but yeah. even without being in the building, yeah. it was such a moment nah, because- Jada in that moment is like, it's, it's, it, it's, it's it remains inspiring. When you watch it now, it's just like- Electrifying. Bro, as a rapper, as an artist, as somebody in media, like outside of being an athlete, you don't really get a moment where you can have an out-of-body experience and yeah. everybody can see it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you might have yeah. that while you're writing something. Right. You're like, yo, yeah. I know this shit is fire. Yeah. <laughs> well, we might have something on camera, yeah. but nobody really knows how well, we feel. But it's also that undeniable moment. Like we all exactly. love Dipset. Dipset's the legends too, but like- yeah. When Jada had that light, like, mm. like I remember the year, like, the Carter, like, Lil Wayne won the Grammy or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. everybody's copying, like, like mm-hmm. of course he's going to win the Grammy. It's Carter for me. Like, it's Lil yeah. Wayne's time. Like, yeah. the undeniable moment where it's like, you made that happen. Like, mm-hmm. you're that guy. Yeah. Like, Jada Kiss 
A level performance mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. How locked in he was. It's dominated. Like, you can't fuck insane. with that. Like, it, was insane. it doesn't like, take away it, the greatness ultimately of Dipset, but yeah. no one's greater at that moment in that stage. And like he delivered. Like yeah. absolutely. Him being top five that are alive. It was executed. That was the epitome. That was the epitome of it there. And what I really think one of the bigger moments that stuck out for me was the support that Styles and Sheik had for him. Absolutely. Nobody felt like, yo, I got to get the shine. I got to overshadow. Like, it was full. This is this is his. Give him the ball. Bro, they was passing him. Like, nigga, shoot, shoot, shoot. You got the high hand. Exactly. (laughs) I'm setting the picks. And that's hip hop for me. Like, if 50 years of hip hop, again, I ain't been here for 50 years, but in my time, like, that would be the one moment for me if somebody came down and said, yo, what is hip hop? I would just show them that you entire said, verses. Kiss the, that's yeah. it. Yeah. I would show them that entire verses. It's in New York. <laughs> it's KMR. It's, all, it's jewelry. It's money. It's real niggas. The only thing that didn't fly was stop my friend. Yeah. That was it. You know what I'm saying? You nah, get what I'm saying? Shit, so yeah. for me, They're that in New York and they can't rap. <laughs> I was talking about I can't yo. believe we saw that live. Yeah. 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 It's classic. It's easily one of those moments. You know what, though? I got one last question. It's about performing real quick. Uh-huh. How do you feel about the two track and the dub when artists, oh, when artists perform? I be shouting out when they're like, yo, there's no backing track. Oh my God. <laughs> I be so impressed when there's no back track. I think you should have it, but yeah. it can't be every vocal. It's yeah. more, it should be like a like a TV track. It should be right. certain levels of those verses yeah. to keep you on course with it. But like, yeah, you can't have your whole... It just, it just ruins it. You yeah, karaoke yeah. now. Like, yeah, it's just like, yeah. okay. it's limited. We're on the yeah. same page with that. Yeah. Man. Thank I'm you, not man. mad at that. Before we get yeah. up out of here... There is a small list that I put together. It's like quick hits. Okay. I just want to get your thoughts. Let's do when it. You hear mm-hmm. this person's name. Need to Let know. me know how you, you feel. Know, you know. Um, a lot of these people from your era today. <laughs> no, legit. So Uh-oh. I'm yeah, curious. You know, I had, the, <laughs> <laughs> I had the conversation about you on uh, radio because it always struck me how, how, how you didn't get in the radio, right? For me, how, how didn't you get in the radio? How didn't they you get in the out, TV? They kept me out, Savon. I see. He tried. And I'm about to give you some names. Now shout out to Eastman, man. Shout out Joey I.E. I am saying the names, nigga. Like, that's how you want it is. I'm not mad at that. It, Damn. And I wish I, I wish I would have put them on this uh, list. But regardless, <laughs> I'm going to name some people. Okay. And you just give me your thoughts. You okay. give me your relationship, where you are with them today, where you are with them in the past. Damn. Okay. That's it. I like right? that. I like that. I'm going to start with this one. Why do you think like it's not loaded when it's loaded, right? Right. right? <laughs> He's like, tell me everything anyway. Uh, like, you know what time it is. Okay. Like therapy. With, how do you really feel about it? Right. Insert the person. Leo Cohen. <laughs> My Leo Cohen story. I love Leo. Leo Cohen okay. story is like, remember the early days when we were doing the uh, Rap Radar podcast mm-hmm. at CBS? We had a whole. Again, this is the era, the early pot era of like, yeah. you have a small room and yeah. go up to this shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's outside. And like, we didn't have a thing to greet him. He's like, Elliot, what the fuck am I doing outside? Oh. And no one really let me in. Oh, so you were acting. operation what? are you doing, bro? He's so good at impressions. Like, yeah. <laughs> he a voice actor. He a voice actor. But we don't know yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This like, is real time. Yeah, he a voice actor. Leor is Leor. is Leor. Leor is like fucking fearless and like, he's 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 that hype. He is that whatever. But I get, he doesn't get, like, again, I love Run DMC and like, Leor is a major part of that, like, ascension of Run DMC. So I forever have love for Leor and like, everything he's doing. For sure. Cool. Uh, Dame Dash. <laughs> yeah, laugh every time. Uh, yeah, let's go. Have you ever been cursed out by Dame Dash? I have not. <laughs> no. It's legendary. Is okay. it? It's legendary when he pulls the Rockaway ass from you. Oh, man. It's legendary when he paces, paces around you and curses you the fuck out and tells oh you God. about everything about your life. For sure. This man um, has been through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he really has. Thank you for Thank coming you, to us. Really um, yeah, I love... 
I love Dame. Mm-hmm. I come from the era where you had to deal with Dame to get to Jay, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah. couldn't talk to Jay directly. Right. I didn't talk to Jay directly till American Gangster era, oh, AG wow. era. Oh wow, yeah. And now we're good friends, whatever. But like, I love Dame, man. Dame is Dame is who Dame is. He always been that person. Like mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I've taken my lumps with him. We've had our ups and downs, but I would forever love Dame. Like, ain't nothing to be like, even to be checked by Dame is legendary. Like, Dame was like, <laughs> he brought that energy to the game that was needed. And like, his fire is what helped build and set off the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. there's nothing without that. So, you know, Biggs could always be the cool one. Yeah. Jay could be the artist in the studio. But like, I come from the era where like, the business of Rockefeller and the business had to be going through Dame mm-hmm. at all times. So. Love that. Me and Dame have had like a lot of incredible ups and downs, mm-hmm. but I have a lot of love for Dame. Angie Martinez. Angie's the legend. Like I said, I wouldn't do. Like, it's like remember Buster said he wouldn't do the uh, versus the verse Missy. against Missy. Yeah. That's how I feel about Angie. Like yeah. Angie's like her, she has a lot of legendary interviews herself. So yeah. you know, and me and Angie like we have each other up. Like we like, we text Sorry. each other or like or DM each other. Like like. You kicking ass. You kicking ass. We're still here. Like <laughs> I love we it. have each other up. Yeah, like we're fine. like, yo, and like that. and what she's doing right now with the podcast, like yeah. I wanted her to do that at yeah. title. We had a whole idea of that back then. Got it. It was Ooh. her and uh Minya O Miss Info. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So it's actually the same name now, but she flipped it and made oh, it her wow. thing and like made it made it work. That so. Lauren London interview yeah. is gonna go down as one of the yeah. best. Absolutely. Wow. Very, so crazy. Yeah, Angela's an amazing interviewer. Yeah. I have so much yeah. again, Capricorn. Fast. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. You feel me? Let's not get lost. Let's stay focused. Not talk y'all shit. How is Capricorn not the best sign? I said so. I don't understand when people talk otherwise. Like, what are you talking about? Neither do I. Neither do I. Capricorn. <laughs> I got a big end. I call it big ends. I love that. That's a little one. I love that. I got a few more names for you. All right, let's do it. Um, let's 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 go here. We go keep it in the family radio. <laughs> Funk flex. I like. I don't have a personal problem with flex, but I obviously always had a lot of respect for flex. I mean, mm-hmm. I think flex is still New York. He's still the epitome of like DJ culture. Like he's still he's still he's the Jay Z of DJ. I think mm-hmm. honestly, no oh, matter wow, what. Wow. Like, wow. Is he like the like no? For real, like, it's not about the skill set of like you know his zigga zigas is tied to everybody else. It's like, <laughs> he brought the whole brand and business to gotcha. DJing, gotcha. right? Mm-hmm. And still does that. Sometimes he goes left and does some nutty shit, obviously. But naturally, at the end naturally. of the day, it's like, yo, dog, that's flex. Like yeah. it's beyond. Like nobody, nobody took that from him. I think obviously Clue's dope. Clue has his own lane about whatever, but it's like DJ Clue does a storm radio. But you can't take away Flex's uh, <laughs> status in the game. I think Flex is. Flex, Flex is elite. I got two more names, and they're a little bit more current than some of the names that I just named. Also, we're one more thing with Flex. I respect also that when the tide started turning, where we all had to make our like transition to digital and be mm-hmm. modern and do sites. We did rap radar. We would be ripping Hot ninety seven and putting it up. Like I remember ripping like the 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 J. Um, uh, uh, the presidential freestyle? freestyle, that type of shit. Okay, yeah, yeah. I literally sat at Double XL, ripped that shit myself, put this up. But then Flex eventually adapted and created a Flex We Trust, and was like, "Yo, yeah, if your motherfuckers is ripping my shit, <laughs> yeah. I'm putting my shit on my <laughs> site." Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, so I always applaud that move. Like he took yeah. control of what was going on in culture. Adapted. Yeah, yeah I love absolutely. that. Um, two more names. Yep. Let's go with Vlad, DJ Vlad. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know Vlad like that. Um, but he's a contemporary. Y'all been y'all y'all no, careers yeah. are pretty much parallel, same same timeline in a, in a I, certain I, respect. I, look, I don't, Vlad to me is like academics in a sense of like I don't agree with all the moves they make, 
But I respect the business acumen. Mm -hmm. yeah. I respect the impact on culture that they've had and how they went about it. So it's the same thing I feel with Ak. And like, but I know Ak a little bit more personal to say what's up to him and say what's up. Mm -hmm. I don't know Vlad well enough. I kind of knew Vlad more in the mixtape era when he's first coming up. Mm. I don't know him as like Vlad TV, whatever, Kingpin or what he does. But yeah, yeah. I respect it. Like he built independent platform. I think he's ahead of his time. I think now we're like in the independent platform era now. And I think mm -hmm. Vlad was ahead of that curve. So he was. It's undeniable. Last but certainly not least. The good brother Charlemagne the God. <laughs> He's mad at me. Because uh, uh, oh, I, wow. I thought I mental health was good. I tapped him in the academics interview. Yes. I tapped him a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but I respect Charlemagne. Look, Charlemagne, again, I think Charlemagne, his run and what he's done is, is beyond exceptional. I think that I don't like when him, I don't like when him or Joe Budden try to be humble and say, well, we can't be one of the goats because it's Sway and Angie and blah, blah, like, yo, you dog, you're like you're in that conversation too. Like, stop, stop that shit. Like, mm. it's like, it's like feign, like, not, not feign praise, but like feign humility. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, yo, what y'all do is what y'all do. Like, mm -hmm. he's at that stature. So we don't agree on things all the time. We're not like super friends. We're super cool. The respect is there, but. There's no denying his impact on culture again, like like I said earlier. So, I got respect for Charlemagne. For sure, obviously. for sure. I love that. Appreciate you. Yeah. Very, can <laughs> very candid. Appreciate nah, you. Very very candid in your responses. Nah, he gave it up. Yeah. I, I like it. But, I, I but if that. I say I like something that. else, you must have cloud chasing <laughs> trying to disrespect him. You are not a cloud chaser. You are a journalist keeping up That's with the times. You gotta understand. It's different for for Charlemagne. He's daily radio. So yeah. it's a job to continuously go in every morning and put out content. But again, I came yeah. in with Ye, like Ye again. Yeah, Ye, yeah. Ye, shout out to Ye again. Like Ye was the one who really embraced me in my tough time and yeah. the laugh and magnifying that. So my my connection to Breakfast Club was Drew Her. It wasn't yeah. Drew Envy yeah. or him. So gotcha. yeah. but again, that's unprecedented. I feel like it was parallel to me of the whole rap radar website taking off in Breakfast Club at the same time. It's like it was the right ideas at the right time. So yeah. Yeah. Just forever a kinship with that, I feel like, at for that sure. time. That 09 to 2010s yeah. ascension, you know? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Man. Wow. Like you feel good? You got enough? You feel like we good? We did Shit. it? Did nah, I deliver? We go for You did more than that. <laughs> Shit. Man, you, you talk so Volume well. Volume two? Shit, yeah, you talk so well. We can come back. Yeah, yeah. come back. Nigga. Yeah. He need to. We going to LA. Yeah, yeah. Have, you say you don't like yeah, sequels. Yeah. You say he hates sequels, though. Yeah, what you do for us? Nah, we, we got. Okay. I said, I, Reg, what I said was sequels are hard to like <laughs> live up, but I think we should take that challenge on. We should live like volume LA. two. I that's like even that, better than yes, volume and one. Have the I like that. We gotta be challenge ourselves, right? Let's have a moving camera going to Noble with us. Whoa, yeah, the one in Malibu too. The experience, as he says, we should do. Yeah, yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. Yo, for real though, thank you for pulling up. Thank you for your contribution to the yeah. culture again you know uh i think it's a it's a drake method to your madness and, and I'm peeping. no legit <laughs> okay. i'm peeping yeah. drake he's known in hove right we talked a lot about those guys today yep. and 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 they're known for it and it's one of those things again if you know you know right they reach back to the younger talent to the upcoming talent it's some things and i like to always say this right there's some things there's some people that are just undeniable and I like to believe that about ourselves, yeah. right? Yes, but yes. regardless, I, the fact that you know we were able to have a conversation with you, you felt like there was some type of value of just pulling yeah. up, having these talks. Absolutely. So thank you. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you didn't ask me, tough. I asked you. That's like, true for yeah. sure. Yeah. So Absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think this was fun. Yeah, it was man. real good. Man. This has been dope. I'm not gonna lie. Learning you in an in-person level has been. <laughs> 
It's been yeah, a ball. I like Spicy Elliot. Yo, yeah. you need this more. It's been a ball. No, it's not great. If Some I people could, like Spicy Elliot. If I Why? could lend oh, well. a little bit of... <laughs> right, <laughs> right? Like, like, fuck them niggas. What are they going to do? That's what I'm saying. If I could lend a little bit of, mm. of, of my marketing hat to mm. you, mm-hmm. I hope and I, I implore you to let people know what your Patreon show is about. Because mm. had I yeah. known that I'm giving you my personality, I legit thought you were just talking to people, things that you've already done. Ah. I didn't know that it was centered around you, your personality, yeah. Yeah, your story. You're talking to people. You already, you spoke to a lot of these people before. Mm-hmm. But now that I know like, yo, this is about me. Like, come fuck with me. Come see who I am. Your yeah. energy when you walked in the door, I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, we never met, yeah. but I love to see the evolution of you. And I think, yeah. you know, we should applaud that. I hope the culture sees that, realizes that. Um, and yeah. yo, thank you just yeah. for everything that you provided to the culture. That Seriously. Is. And I hope Drake forgives you. <laughs> no. He said his, he's not going to forgive you. Remember, he's I not. said that he will. No, he's not. Bro. I said Drake I'm is going to forgive you. God forgives Drake, though. Cut the mic. Mic drop, mic drop, mic drop. It is Elliot Wilson, Wyatt, yeah, Spicy. We need to know. We did it. What you need to know, when you need to know on the Need to Know podcast. If you made it this far in the podcast, you might as well subscribe. You might as well let us know how you feel about it. And with that, we out of here, man. Thank you.